Man, I think my biggest problem in the truck scene, man, is that some clubs feel like it's like a gang, bro. Like, oh. to me, like, man, bro, like, it's badass, like, back in the days to where you can go to another another club's tent and hang out with them. Like, me, like, I try to kick it with everybody, but I do notice that some people, if you're wearing a different type of logo on your shirt or a different type of logo on your truck, you can't go hang out with them, you know? Mm. So, to me, that's my biggest problem, you know? And another thing is, like, catering on each other. Like, hey, bro, at the end of the day, you know, if... There's always going to be somebody with more money. There's always going to be somebody with a better truck. There's always going to be somebody with, you know, with better things that you have. But at the end of the day, you know, like, don't hate on another build, you know. At the end of the day, you know, if you can't keep up with that build, then let that boy shine, you know. Yeah. Everybody, I feel like everybody has their time, you know. Like, everybody has their time. And to me, like, don't be salty about it. Let that person shine. You know, you had your shine. You know, you had your shine. Let that person shine. And, you know, maybe your turn come back again. So that's probably the biggest thing that I have, you know, when somebody's being salty. You know, or somebody's being like treating the clubs like a gang that you can't hang out with them, you know? Wait, stop the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like, and comment who I should have next as my guest. Thank you. What's up, guys? It's Cards with Team Billet. We're here with the Go Hard podcast. And uh, you want to learn about Team Billet? Check out the podcast. And uh, appreciate the homie for the invite. Welcome back to Go Hard Podcast. I'm your host, Noel, as usual. Man, we got a very special guest here today. They got one of the hottest trucks in Houston, you know, other states as well. Um, You've seen him on Instagram, TikTok, and now he's going to be sharing his story with us. Let's give it up for uh, Del Carlos from Team Billet. (laughs) Introduce yourself, man. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, man, pretty much, you know, like, you know, most people call me Carlos, most people call me Negro, you know, got all kinds of different <laughs> nicknames, you know, like you saw in your, in your story, like, yeah. you know, you know, why they call him Negro, why they call him Carlos, why they call him Carlos, you know, why they call him Lowe's, so got a bunch of bunch of different nicknames. Yeah. It just depends where you're at, you know, if you're in Houston, you got one nickname, you're in the Valley, you got a different one. It pretty much everywhere you go, you know, but everybody kind of, you know, to say though Carlos, everybody know who it is, you know. Yeah, what do you think, so, what do you think about the podcast and... You know, we've been planning this for a couple of months now, and then, um, like, you know, you've been busy, schedule's been off, the, um, uh, what you call it, pretty much just been busy. What do you think about the setup and everything? And, you know, I've been following you for a while, you know, it's like, you know, like I told you a while back, you know, like, you know, as, as I keep up with your, you know, podcast, stuff like that, you know, I'll be at work, you know, watching YouTube and stuff like yeah. that, and as, as, you know, time goes by, you know, it keeps getting better and better, you know, you're... Your, your equipment, the people you bring by, you know, and the love, you know, you get from everybody and the love you show everybody, too, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's pretty badass, man. It's um, one of those deals that this is my first time doing one, you know, so. Oh, okay. So, yeah, excuse me, you know, we stutter a little bit on <laughs> nah, some stuff that we're not supposed to say, but you know what, so we, we're going to try to keep it real as much as we can, and like I say, once again, appreciate the homie for inviting us. I remember you uh, you gave me some advice when I did Clutch City. You are like, try to say this, or you remember? And I was like, that's pretty cool, like, Somebody gives you advice instead of like trying to down you or something. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's one thing, man. You know, like I I learned from a lot of OGs you know, in the game, and you know, a lot of times, you know, I, I take the good and I take the bad, and a lot of times, you know, you kind of gotta go ahead and and add it all up and kind of just take the good out of it. You know, a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I feel like whoever's trying, you know, to do something, you know, it's like, hey, more power to them. Keep on pushing. At the end of the day, you know, you can only get better. You know, but if you sit there and criticize somebody, you know, you're yeah. like, damn, you know, that dude's a hater. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the, so there's going to be some people that are going to watch the podcast and they're going to be like, who's Team Billet? So it's like, if you can explain that to them. Man, 
pretty much Team Bellamy, you know, it all. I, I guess how you want to start. You want to start how you started, or you want me to tell nah, you? Nah, just start start off by um, like what is Team Bellamy, and then we can start it, later. Team Bellamy is pretty much a truck club. It's a, it's a truck club. It's like a non profit of truck clubs. Like they, you know, we don't sell merch. We don't, you know, pretty much we don't have a, a business that we make our money revenue. It's more of a hobby that you know. A group of people got together, you know, hey, you know what, man, let's let's go ahead and get a group, let's go ahead and get a banda, you know, food for the family and stuff like that, pull up with your kids and, you know, pretty much a, a group of people that enjoy the same passion of trucks, cars, side-by-sides, motorcycles, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much everything. And tell us, like, your role in Team Billet, like, who are you? I'm actually the, now, I'm actually the uh, main owner of Team Billet. Uh, the name got inherited to me, which we'll get into the details in a little bit later mm-hmm. on. Uh, so now I'm actually... I'm the main president of Team Billet, so pretty much nationwide, which is, you know, right now we go from Canada, United States to Mexico. Canada? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, we're from Canada, United States to Mexico now. So, thankfully, you know. What part of Mexico? Excuse me. We got uh, Aguascalientes, we got Querétaro, we got Monterrey. uh, Nice. We got um, uh, Guadalajara. We got a couple of members down there. So, like I said, little by little, it's kind of going into Mexico. And it's uh, you'd be surprised, man, the the amount of bills there's in Mexico. It's kind of like a hidden... Really? You're hitting treasury down there, man. Got to ask you a question. Is it like cartel people that have are you team building? Believe it or not, man. <laughs> believe it or not, a lot of people think about you know think about you know like yeah. you know say team building. Oh, you know them dudes are narcos or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reality, man. Most of the, most of my guys, you know, their own companies, their own businesses, and a lot of them, you know, actually have degrees and stuff like that. You know, but whenever you see the pictures, I mean, more like most of us don't post pic, like personal pictures, mainly yeah. just the bills and stuff like that. But majority uh, majority of the of the members, they all. Pretty much got good jobs, got you know, got companies, and you know we got a couple of guys on there, you know that they do their own thing. But like I said, we mm-hmm. don't talk about stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them do their thing. But yeah, man, you know right now, except we're in Mexico, United States, and in Canada. Nice. So our goal is to eventually cross, you know, overseas. You know, Tokyo, the waters, huh? Tokyo, Japan. That's that's my dream, actually. You Damn. Know? If that's I can, crazy. If I can start a chapter in in Japan, you know, that'd be that'd be dope, man. Like trucks or like imports or what? Imports, trucks, you know, uh, any cars, you know, side by sides, motorcycles, mm-hmm. pretty much anything that has anything that has you know billets on it. Before we were really like real close minded, you know, like nah, you know what, let's keep it kind of small. And by the time, uh, one day, you know, just hey, you know what, let's we gotta go, you know, we gotta go at it. Yeah. And um, the way we the way it works, man. So like, except for example, you know, like. I run the Houston chapter because mm-hmm. before, you know, it's, it's so hard to keep up with so many members. So now each each chapter has its own president, and we have a, a chat that that uh with all all the presidents are on it, and pretty much we discuss. Hey, we, we know we're gonna hit the show, or hey, you know what? One of you guys is messing up. I need you to go ahead and take care of it, and things like that. It's a little bit more organized now than mm-hmm. before, but like I said, overall, you know, we all we're all linked up together, and we go from there. And talk about a little bit about your background, like your. You know where you come from, your roots, and then uh, get into like the tr- the the truck scene background. Your truck scene background. Pretty much, man. You know, I'm a. Uh, I was born in the valley, in uh, in uh, McAllen, Texas, and you know, I moved I moved around a lot. You know, with my family, so I moved to Chicago, came back, and then ended up here in Houston. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been here in Houston for like over 16 years. So I think hopefully I'll be staying here. Hopefully, you know, work doesn't change, and you know, I won't get relocated. But for the most part, you know, I think this is this is my city where definitely I feel I feel like it's home, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I know I go down south to the Valley of Latin, you know, and just it just doesn't feel like you know we in Houston, man. Yeah, I got some crazy trucks too in the valley. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of the guys over there. Like I said, we we're over there this past weekend, you know. And you how know, was that? How was the 
What was the show called you got? You said it's called. Uh, it was called High Rollers. High Rollers, yeah. How was that? It was nice, man. It was definitely. Like I said it was my first time going to the valley to an actual show. I go to the valley a lot. You know, the reason my mom, my mom uh, stays down there. Mm-hmm. But it was my first time going to an actual show down there, and everybody shows me, you know, mad love that down there, man. We took a couple of trucks down there, and you know, did our did our thing, and they showed some mad love. And that was in Edinburgh. Uh, Edinburgh, Texas. Edinburgh, Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the track. They didn't know uh, what's his name. Payo Frontera was there. Yeah, Payo was there. I think uh, uh, who else was there? That I saw. Well, I mean, of course, you know, um, Intenso and Hermanos mm-hmm. uh, Espinosa. A couple of groups were there. But nice. Yeah, yeah Payo was out there, you know, taking pictures with his band stuff like that. So, you know, surprisingly, not a lot of singers that you know once they make it, you know, they don't really don't come back home and and show some love. Like yeah, it was that. crazy when I seen us. Like, damn, like yeah. he's actually at a truck show you know like yeah i mean it's pretty cool i mean the guy was walking around like you know like nothing you know taking pictures of everybody talking to the, you know his fans stuff like that so to me it was pretty it was pretty cool that you know the dude keeps a pretty homeboy and it's not like when most people make it you know they don't, they don't go back to, to yeah you know, talk to top it up with the people and stuff like that that's awesome what do you think about the uh like the so tell us about your uh your truck scene background my truck scene man I started back when I was like 14, you know, like mm. uh, I said, when I was 14, you know, at, at the time, there was just old school, you know, truck clubs. You know, like 30 years ago, 40 years ago? Probably not. I'm, I'm, nah. I'm, I'm 32, <laughs> so I'm not that I'm old. I'm messing with you. <laughs> I'm not that old, but I started, you know, I started when I was young, man. You yeah, know, yeah, like, I got you. You know, when you have cousins, you have friends, you know, like you're 13, 14 years old, you know, you're ready to ride, you know, trying to go party and stuff like yeah. that. And so I started, like I said, you know, going back in, like, back in the days. Back in the days, man, it was uh, back in like 2009, 2008. Oh yeah, 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 you go back, back. You know, there was other, all these other truck clubs. You know, like the truck scene back then, it wasn't like what it is now. I feel like right now, man, in, in order to keep up with the truck scene, you really gotta build like a high end quality build. Back then, you know, you, you know, you ghetto drop a truck, <laughs> you even cut the springs, you know, flip the springs, the leaf springs on it, and throw some yeah. wheels on it, and you were, you know, you were, you're doing some things on it. Yeah. Nowadays, you know, you gotta, you gotta go out louder in order to stand out, man. And like I said, back in the days, you know, uh, all the all the other shows. But I learned. I'm kind of glad that I started at, at the time because I learned a lot, man. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stuff kind of helped me to where we at now, you know. And talk about like in 08, 09, um, the truck scene. I, w- I want to get to like more in depth with it if you can elaborate more on it. Like what what trucks did you see? You know, where the performance. You know, because in 08 or 09, there wasn't a lot of people tuning Yeah, how it is so, now. So, like, back in 08, man, like, you really kind of kind of kicked it off in the valley, you know. Like, in yeah. the valley, kind of everybody started going, you know, doing the drops, you know, 6 was fully, you know, fully built, you know, camps. You think like it that. started in the valley or Houston? I mean, there's going to be a, a fight of a, a fight of a comments on this one, but it, it honestly, I got to say, man, the valley is the one that kicked it off. Like, mm. I mean, a lot of people here in Houston, oh, we started it, you know, but in reality, you kicked off in the valley, man. Mm-hmm. That's whenever, you know, a lot of the trucks came out and everybody kind of started doing their own thing over here. So when I started, you know, it was more more of a raising than than truck shows. Yeah. So the guys that the group I hanged out with, you know, they were more into raising and stuff like that. What was that? That was, uh, he used to hang out with Universal, um, uh, Battleground and Destruction and so the clubs like oh, that. Oh, yeah, Destruction. Yeah, Destruction uh, was out, you know, it was for a long time. You, you remember, know? Uh, what's his name? Was it Tomas? No. Damn, what's his name? Oh, uh, my dad knows his name. But he had like a white extended cab, like an 08, dropped on smoothies. Blue. Blue. And then he had a, he had a, uh, a SRT10 single cab. Gray one. More like a silver color? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't Wait, think he's of, a Weddle. Yeah, I can't think of like his name, but damn, I, I forgot about. his name too, though. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. he was in destruction because I remember it was like D and then Truck Shin. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's the guys who used to, you know, back in high school, you hang out with them and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, whenever I started getting into, I was into racing a lot. And then when I started getting into trucks. Oh, Simon. His name was Simon. Yeah, Simon. Simon, yeah. Yeah, yeah now I think now he has an X3 and stuff like that. Like, some more, he's more into like the side by sides now. Yeah. Than he is, you know, into trucks now. But yeah, the, um, I was one of the guys back in the days. He, you know, he, he always had a pretty nice build, you know, and like mm. every now and then he'll sell them and get another one and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, what about like the performance wise? Performance wise, man, like I said, you know, like everybody, you know, everybody in high school started with, you know, like a 5.3, you know, cam headers and, you know, a tune. And that's what you go afford, you know, back in the days. Unless, you know, your daddy and mom is, you know, kid, you know, they pretty much drop a drop whatever you could on the truck. But there wasn't really like turbo trucks back then either. Back then, nah, man. Like I said, it was mainly it was mainly like old motor and nitrous. That's yeah. that's what the what you know what it was back in the days. Yeah. And then on the on the drop side, you know, most people you know had airbags on it, but they had a bottle in the back, so they didn't have like compressors or air management yeah. to do now. So, you know, you go fill up your bottle, and you know after school you go cruise around to different high schools, and you know, you know hit hit the switch <laughs> on people and stuff like that. So like I said, it was it was a whole different, totally different, you know, truck scene, you know, back in the days, and then you you know, like it is now. What about the the wheels back then? Talk about that. Man, the wheels back then, man. If if you had some smoothies, or if you had some center lines, or if you had some uh, bond speeds, I mean, you were killing it, bro. Yeah. I know my first set of wheels. It was some twenty four uh, twenty four uh, set of bond speeds. Uh, I think they were the swept. Sweep or sweat blades, you know. Mm. I mean, and back then, you know, you didn't have a lip, it didn't matter, you know. It's like, oh, you know, whatever well, 24s, you, you had billets, you were killing it. Yeah. So that was my first set of wheels when I had, I actually traded one of my cars for them wheels. Damn. You know, a I car? Had, yeah, I had a Mustang, a Fox Body. <laughs> and um, some guy was like, hey, man, you know, I posted my car for sale. And back in the days, you know, everybody ran, you know, Facebook and, mm-hmm. and Craigslist. Uh, Craigslist and stuff like that. So I posted and some guy hit me up. Hey, bro, you know, I got some wheels, you know, you want to trade for your car? And, I mean, the car was just sitting there, so I ended up trading and trading. That was like my my high school sweetheart, you know. So, <laughs> but, and at the time, I got into the trucks real heavy, you know, and I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and, you know, do the trade. And so I traded the car for the wheels and I slapped them on. And, Damn, know, 24s? Like 24s. Back in the days, we had 24s. I mean, you were the biggest so. wheels ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then... Uh, Couple of month, a couple of months passed by, man, and then you know, twenty sixes came out, yeah. twenty eight, and you know, by ten, by twelves, and then reverse lip, and yeah, and they just started kind of going crazy from there. And the um, talk about the, you know, and so when you were fourteen years old, what truck do you remember? Like, man, that truck was like super sick, or it was like it was built like really nice. Because there's one truck I remember. I want to see, if, like, what do you, man? What's on your head? There was a lot of trucks, you know. Not a lot, I can say. They were like fully built like that, but there was one that, you know, definitely, you know, that guy went out, you know, out above, and then uh, Nico actually from the shop from Baytown. He was in Ground Zero at the moment, and um, it was a uh, K5, a orange one. It's like a '68, '69. Mm. And I can say, you know what, man, that truck was killing it. Really? Yeah. And what? And that was when you were younger. That's when I was younger. That's whenever like I started seeing it. <clears throat> which one which you had your mind? The green one? Nah, there was one uh I would never forget. I would never forget because it looked nice, but it was fast. Paco L7. Paco the blue one. Oh, okay. okay. That one was nice and it's like 
they had the reverse lift wheels. The front end was like nice. Yeah, it was nice. definitely definitely one of a kind. Yeah. So like racing was, yeah, that was one of the one of the nice structures out there, you know. But the show scene was, it was Nico's uh, K five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay, so tell us how Team Billet started. It actually started in in a little town. Which I'm not sure if you're, if you're familiar with Pasadena and South Houston. Yeah, yeah. That. yeah. So it started between South Houston and Pasadena. It was a group of friends, and actually, you know what? Like ten of them, and what's it called? Uh, at the moment, I was actually in Drastic, you know. Um, mm. I was in a Drastic, you know, Drastic Club, you know, with Lalo and them, you know. And um, so they started Team Billet, you know, and actually bought the wheels from one of the guys uh, in Team Billet. They had about maybe about a month that they had started the club, and then uh, so I bought the wheels, you know. And at the time, you know, I slapped them on, did a whole paint job on my truck and everything like that, and and I slapped the wheels on. And you know, uh, I was in Drastic. I used to go to shows with them, stuff like that, and. After that, you know, like, I felt like, you know, like, man, it was kind of time to do my own, th- you know, my own thing. So, you know, I talked to, to my boy Lalo, and to this day, you know, me and him, we're real tight. He's the one that paints my trucks and stuff like that. And I was like, hey, man, you know what? Does he have a shop? Yeah, he has a shop. What's uh, it called? Uh, Drastic Changes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. That shop's been around for a while, too. Yeah, it's been, man, when we first painted my truck, we actually painted it in his garage. And you know oh, that's damn. that's when you first started. You know now you go to the shop and it's a whole full blown shop. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's just a whole like whole different setup. Nice. So I just talked to him and then, hey man, you know what? It's time to do my own deal. You know, and I ended up getting out of drastic. You know, and um, I was riding solo for a while, and then uh, they got some team billet. Hey man, you know what? Join. You know, like you know your truck is badass, and you know want you to go ride with us. And like yeah, man, I check it out. And a couple of the trucks they had, you know, they were nice at the time. Those were the trucks that you know they were kind of popular. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time, well, you know, that's when Instagram barely started kind of, like, kind of coming in, kicking off. And, you know, so I went with them to a show. And, you know, I liked the vibe, you know. Just, uh, they had a banda. They had, you know, a ta- you know, taco guy. You know, all the family <laughs> was there. So, like, you know yeah. what, man, this is probably, you know, I, I feel like I fit in. And so I ended up joining. And then about two or three months later, man, you know, the kind of club started kind of dying. You know, people started selling their trucks. You know, people started getting married. From Team Billet? From Team Billet. Oh, damn. So, like... And what year was this? So... By 2011. Okay. 2011. So, it was like four of us left, you know, in the club. And then, you know, the guy that actually... The guys that actually started, they're like, hey, man, you know, well, we're going to go and sell our trucks. And they were in the club for a while, but at the same time, it wasn't the same anymore because there was only, like, mm-hmm. four or five guys that, you know, they go to shows. And then two of them sold the truck. And then it was only, like, down to three. Like, hey, we're going to go ahead and shut it down, you know. So Saul was the actual president that, that the, the one that got started it. The guy that, you know, actually created the uh, the logo, his name is Eddie. He uh, has a shop in, in uh, Pasadena. His name is uh, Darkside Tent. Okay. He's the one that actually created the logo for Tim Bellet. He's the one that designed it. And, you know, pretty much, hey, guys, this is your logo. You know, wrong with it. Yeah. And then so. Super unique, by the way. Yeah. Like, it's, 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 no, there's, whenever you see the logo Tim Bellet, like, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like that—that's that, mo- it. Makes most a, it's people, a stamp. Most, most people, they're like you know, well, you know, Billy. They don't really see the team, you know, because kind of small. Mm-hmm. But you know, everybody, you know, when, when everybody sees it, you know, they're like, always oh, Team Billy. Mm-hmm. So you know, whenever he's all, like, hey man, you know what? We're gonna shut down the club. Like, you know what, man? You know, um, he was going through a divorce and taking care of business at the shop and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like you know what, man? I'll take over. You know, he's all like, all right, you know, well, go ahead and run with it. So uh, first, you know. I got a couple of my boys. You Hold know. on. Did, so did you pay for it? Or no, like, no, it was, just, was there any money involved or anything? No, at the time, you know, the account, I think you only had like $300 in the account. We have, oh. we have an account. And uh, 
that were you know we'll go to shows you know events like that mm-hmm. so it was like 300 on there so we ended up using that money to go to another show that you know the following uh, month and we used that and we we covered that we bought some food and beer and stuff like that so after that i took all you know i took on it and that was like in june july so that year i go to sema you know in las vegas mm-hmm. and uh i actually met up with a couple of guys in in, in vegas and they were from cali and like, hey, man, you know, we've seen what you guys do at the shows, you know. Like, a couple of the guys were from Swift. A couple of guys were from Nocturno, like other different clubs. I remember Swift, dude. That's some nice yeah. tricks. Yeah, they're, they're some, that was, they were on a whole different level, man. Like, yeah. so back in the days, them dudes, they were going at it. I mean, this, they're still pretty alive, you know. It's just it's a whole different different scene, you know, with them. Yeah. You know, so I went to um, to Vegas, and I was at Zima. So that's when the, the Cali chapter kicked off in 2012. Oh, okay. So, you know, there was like four or five of them, and then – Cali, you know, just kind of grew. Like, you know, like within a couple of months, they were already 20, 20 guys deep. Damn. And then came back to Texas, and then uh, I met some guys here from Austin. So we, you know, this time we started branching out to Austin, Dallas. And then my president from uh, Forward in Dallas, he was in Swift too. Mm. And um, he just, you know, he was like, hey, man, I like your style, you know. Like, I'm in Swift right now, you know, but, you know, what I got to do, you know, start team billet. Like, man, you know what? Well, we don't have too many rules, you know, just do your thing right with Swift, you know, go ahead and get out, and then, you know, we'll give you a chapter. Mm. So he ended up getting, like, four or five trucks, and he gave him a chapter. Then from there, Oklahoma came, and pretty much I started spreading out. And for a long time, you know, like, whenever, you know, when Team Blue first started, it was just a group of friends that, that wanted to just kind of keep it small. Like, hey, you know what? Let's just hang out, and that's it. But when I took over it, you know, we pretty much blew up. And that's when we started branching out. Damn. And then in 20... Can you talk about, before you keep going on, can you talk about the requirements before to get in Team Billet? Man, before it was real simple, man. Like, say, hey, get, you know, get 24, 26s, you know, 26 by 10s, cut your diff on it, and, and lower it, and, you know, nice paint job, and you're in. So, nice paint job, and, and of a, course, a nice billets. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was the main thing. You had to have billets. Yeah, you know? yeah, we had yeah. a couple of people, like, hey, you had some, some chrome wheels. Like, man, bro, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You kind of don't represent the logo, man. Kind of defeats the whole purpose <laughs> yeah. you know, behind it. So they're like, nah, man. So we got a couple of guys that, you know, they had for Jottles and stuff like that. Like, oh, man, yeah. Those are, those are chrome wheels, unfortunately, you know. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I like, get some billets. And some people, you know, they were about it, man. They sold the wheels, got, you know, got some intro wheels, race line, and they came on it. Damn. So keep going with the. So back in, <clears throat> I want to say like 20. 2017, 2018, and I ended up, you know, going through some family problems. Mm-hmm. You know, so I like, you know, I stepped by for a little bit. I like, you know what, man, I'm, I can't handle both. You know, I can't handle the club. You know, I can't handle, you know, our personal life. So I ended up stepping out. And then uh, I gave the the title to one of my boys. His name was Edgar. And uh, he ended up running with it. You know, he was on, you know, running for like a whole year. And, you know, and it was just kind of. It was going, it was going, but he never kind of just, just kind of just stayed, stay still, you know. And things weren't looking so good, so that's, that's whenever I was already kind of fixing my problems, you know. And I came back to the club, and that's whenever we started going a hundred percent. You missed it whenever you left. Whenever I left, yeah, man. Like I said, you know, I I took care of all my family problems and my family situation, and it was nice stuff like that. But I, deep down in behind behind my head, I was like, man, you know, I wish I was at the shows with the boys, and yeah. I wish I was cruising my truck. I wish I was, you know, parking with the boys. And hell yeah, at the end of the day, man, you know, it's it's you can't. How can I say it? It's it's the feeling that once you join, once you're part of something, it's kind of hard to let it go, you know. Yeah. 
and you know I had to get back to it. And I said this time, you know what, man, I'm not gonna let nothing, nothing come between it. If they're gonna run with it, cool. If not, then you know move around. Yeah, especially like when you start so young, like you're 14 years old, you get in the truck game, and then you're like, damn, you're, you know you're older now, and I mean, it's like kind of embedded, like it's like your religion, kind of, you know. Yeah, it's kind like of it, it's, it's like a culture that you grow up yeah. on, man, and you know that's all you know, you know, like yeah. you know what hey, show season comes around and they, we got to go to the shows, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talk about um, now, like, what are the requirements now to get in Team Billet? Man, now it's it's crazy, man. Like, <laughs> it's, it, it gets so crazy to the point that you know when people hit me up and I try to respond to most people about ten times and I get so many DMs, you know. Yeah, it's kind of hard to keep up with everybody. But like, for example, for a lower truck. If it's not a classic or like a sports truck, like a you know like a lining or like a four fifty four or like an OBS, you got to be bagged on twenty sixes. You know twenty six by twelves in the back. You know you know custom paint job and custom interior and stuff like that. Mm. We got a side by side. You know ten inch lift, twenty twenty six inch wheels. You know custom cage, custom system. If you got a lifted game, the lifted game is right now is ridiculous. You know like, really. Yeah, I mean right talk now. Talk about that. Talk about the lifted. The lifted game, man. We actually you know. I feel like the requirement that we have is really like anybody can do it. And what I mean by that, you know, because, you know, when you buy a lift, you're already paying for it. So, you know, a couple of thousand more, you're going to get, you know, get a, you know, a nicer lift. So ours is just like a 12-inch lift, 26 is particle suspension, color match front end on the lift of the truck, and pretty much, you know, petition for, for the club, you know, three shows, mm-hmm. three meetings, and you join the club. Damn. So, like, bulletproof lift pretty much and up. Cause, but, more more like FDS, you okay. know, Cognito, stuff like that, you know, Striker, stuff like that. So, you know, we try to stay away from, like, all the other lifts, stuff yeah. like that, just because it's not fair for the guys to spend, you know, 50,000. Oh, got you. 50,000, 60,000 suspension, and let some yeah. guy come in with, like, you know, 3,000 dollars suspension, <laughs> you know, be like, damn, yeah. bro, what's up with this, you know? So, okay, so if they have a Magawi's... Nine inch with the three inch body lift, that was not gonna work. Man, back in the day <laughs> back in back in the days we would let us slide, but nowadays, man, you know, we're not that we're being picky about it, but it's just like I said, you know, we're like, we try to make it fair with the rest yeah. of the guys that they're doing the one off lifts and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, we get a lot of those that, you know, they got a nine inch lift and hey bro, you know, well back in the days, like man, bro, them days are gone, you know. Yeah. And it's like anything, you know, you gotta keep up with the truck scene, you gotta keep up with the you know, with the other clubs and yep. and it's a lot of other clubs, bro, that they might be small, but they got some nice builds, you know? Yeah. And before, so sorry to change it up, but before, what truck clubs or truck crews were killing it when you were, like, when you first came in? Man, when I when I came in, when I first came in, you know, it was Ground Zero. Yeah. You know, Drastic was really on top on it, you know, and um, we had Damage Inc. that they were, they were you know, they were actually the OGs, and, you know, and... Um, you had to, you know, those are kind of like the main clubs around here in Houston, Big Town, you know, uh, and the Valley and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if, once you go past out of state, you know, you had Severed Ties, you had, you know, uh, Negative Camber, you know, you have Acrophobia, you have Swift, you know, you have yeah. Nocturno, you have other other bigger clubs. But here locally, you know, Ground Zero, Drastic, you know. Do they ever compare y'all a lot, Ground Zero and Team Billet? I felt yeah. like, I felt like that was, uh, there was a year where, they were like, who has better trucks? Team Bennett, Ground Zero. You know what I mean? Man, for a one, for a, I remember going to the shows and like for a little moment, man. You know, we had a not a not a rivalry, like I said, because I learned a lot from them. Yeah, and I uh, said I have a you know mad love to them guys. You know, like everywhere I see them, you know, we usually try to park close to each other because we're always kind of vibing with each other. But at one point, I mean, they were on top, you know, and, mm-hmm. I, and like I say, I say it here, and I tell them, you know, like one point they were on top, you know. 
Yeah, they were killing it for real. Yeah, they were killing it, you know. But at the same time, you know, all the OGs that actually build real nice rides, you know, they're they're worn out, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's time, you know, they have their time. Now they actually go to shows and actually enjoy it. And now most of the OGs, they go to actual shows where you go and camp out or you go and it's real relaxed. You know, they really don't want to be out there, you know, and in the whole, you know. Desmadre and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they want to go to more like a chill, like a chill yeah, show. Like family and, vibes. Yeah, like family yeah. vibes and most of the time, which, you know, it's all love. You know, I go to I go to all kinds of different shows, you know. Mm-hmm. This weekend's going to be a Desmadre show. <laughs> yeah. And, and most of my young guys, that's what they want to do, you know. Yeah. You want to go party and hear a badass group and to other clubs, it's kind of like, Man, you know, those stock watches, you know. And yeah. That's how they, unfortunately, that's how they categorize a lot of people. And, and I try to keep it, you know, the same way. Like, you know what, bro? Everybody has, everybody, they got different type of, you know, truck scenes, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, back in the days, man, like I said, you know, for a little, for a little while, we, it was between Drastic, Timbit, and Ground Zero, and we're kind of like, you know, who had better rides, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, what, what we actually came in kind of, Sort of pass everybody, you know, when we came back with the lifter game. Yeah. I mean, my West Texas chapter, man, they built SEMA, you know, SEMA rides, you know, Florida guys, you know, they built, you know, SEMA bills. You know, every year, you know, we take six to seven bills to SEMA. And, you know, that's whenever we kind of separated from the rest, you know. A lot of the, you know, they had a lot of bad bills, but it's only like one or two guys that had nice bills. And us, we got probably 40, you know, 40, 50 guys that go to SEMA, like, you know, to build like a different category type of build, you know. When did you when did you know that you were like surpassing other clubs in Houston? Like what year was that? Man, I want to say like 20, 2018, 2019. Mm. That's when I realized, you know what? These other clubs ain't really doing what we're doing, you know. Yeah. You go to, you know, you build you see their builds and then like I said, you know, they have two or three guys that are really killing it, but the rest of the club is kind of just coasting in it, you know? Yeah. And then when we saw our guys, you know, man, they were we're going full blast, you know. And talk about one of the talk about the uh, the lifted the lifted uh the lifted scene. What truck is killing it right now that you see? Man, right now, honestly, man, we have a lot. We have in Florida, we have about eight trucks that actually, you know, they're in a whole different level. Mm-hmm. You know, in Canada, you know, Cal's Custom, you know, definitely builds every year builds a one of a kind build. And then West Texas, and, you know, Tweety's tired. You know, always always comes those. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So right now in West Texas, I think the one is really killing it. We have. We have three in West Texas that, you know, you can say they can't compare with nobody else. Mm-hmm. We have a Hollywood Mike, which is a a, a Gen 1 Ford Dually. The whole suspension's engraved, you know, frame tall, powder coated. Damn. On 30s, you know. And then we have Titin. We have, uh, you know, 24-inch left on store shocks on 30s, you know, overlays and everything. And then we have um, Tweety's uh, has a, a single cab that he's working on. And then we have the – he has a 79 Ford crew cab, which is the only one in West Texas, so. Nice. Yeah, so definitely. What, definitely. Ab- what about in Houston? In Houston, the lift the game, I think we really don't have, we're more linked to lower trucks. So in the lower trucks, you know, in Houston, at one point, we're kind of getting away from the from the lower trucks. There's nothing but lift the trucks. Yeah. And uh, we had Caesar's truck. We had, a you know, FTS all chromed out, you know, rose gold plated and everything. And it Damn. got to a point that you were like, man, you know what, we're, we're kind of drafting away from where we, where we originally started. Mm-hmm. So and that's when it, and then it kind of rotated again and started going back to the lower scene. What about the lower scene in Houston? In Houston right now, I think the who has the one of the best trucks probably going to be my boy Rubio with the C10. It's the one I got built by Extensive. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's like a burgundy maroonish color. Nice. It's probably the nicest the nicest one is here in Houston. And it's like I said, it's the only one with a one-off frame, one-off motor, 
one off interior, one off paint job, pretty much a one off everything. Nice. And it's like I said, it's the only one that that has the OT5 motor. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's another, like I said, a bunch of other, you know, other, you know, people in Houston that have nice, really nice trucks. You know, like Ricky Holly, you know, has a nice uni, you know, Unis C10. You know, we had a couple of uh, Andy Ruby had another nice truck. Alamo Custom has another nice truck. So there's people here in Houston, man. They got some some nice rides, man. They got uh, Julio from Ground Zero. He has a couple of really nice builds. Fully, you know, like I said, fully frame off. Fully, builds. yeah. And when you when you say fully frame, you meant like taking off the cab, taking off everything. Yeah, when you when you pretty much when you mean a fully free and uh. Fully frame off. It's pretty much you starting from the frame and ground up. Yeah. So you pretty much do either do a custom frame or modify the, the stock frame, or like you know most of the time if you're really doing the build you're doing a full you know full custom frame. Yeah. yeah most of the people that you know want to kind of cheat a little bit and and modify the stock frame you know to me like yeah you're doing it but you're really not doing it you know. Yeah. So what does it cost to build one of those trucks in West Texas? Like you said, one of ones. What would be like the ballpark number? On a lifted one, yeah, man, look just just a just a ballpark wheels and tires, you know wheels are just gonna buy twelve G's, mm-hmm. you know tires each tire is like three grand, so you know each tire each tire like for a Jeez. thirty, yeah you're looking about three grand. That's a mortgage payment yeah. <laughs> for a tire. Yeah, so but like I said, you know most of the time, like you know most of our members they go to you know they go to SEMA and they you know hit up about. About 10, 15 shows. A lot of times, you know, with those, all these big companies, mm-hmm. they help us out. So let's say, for example, say paying three grand for a tire, we get it for like eighteen hundred bucks. Oh, nice. So, so like, you get like wholesale. So you get like a wholesale, so, like a wholesale price. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, like if we, these guys that build two, three trucks, you know, like without the years, they already got their their sponsors and stuff like that. So that's how that's how a lot of times they're like, man, you know, you're not gonna go pay thirty grand, you know, and just wheels and tires. Yeah. But if you, uh, like I said, if you got sponsors and stuff like that, you know, it makes it a little smoother just to mm-hmm. go ahead and go out there. So what would be the ballpark price? Man, you're looking about, a, like I said, for example, you're going to build a brand new truck, like a 2023 or 2024. You know, you're already looking about 100 grand, 110. Mm-hmm. Spend you another 50. And what do you what do you start out with? I'm sorry to cut you off, but 1,500, 2,500, 3,500, what would be the one to, for a lifted truck? Man, for me... I I love dualies, you know. To me, mm-hmm. it'd be about thirty five hundred or you know F three fifty gas or diesel. Diesel. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go with a you know gasser, bro. <laughs> like, you see those gassers, man. They've been struggling through yeah. the road. Yeah, but like if I were to build like you know like a one off uh, frame off, it'd be a twenty five hundred either Denali or High Country or like you know an F an F uh, two fifty uh, single wheelbase in the back, you know thirties on it for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're looking about anywhere from one fifty to one eighty five. Fully, fully bond like I'm talking about fully done suspension wheels, damn custom bumpers, custom grill, you know, color match, you know, lights, all the rock and stuff like that. So, and then you could, and then you can slap a team billet sticker, then then you can slap a team billet sticker on, damn. And what about drop? Drop, like I said, it just depends, <clears throat> man. It, it you know, you can go anywhere from like right now in the days, man, honestly, you know, um, without screwing around, you need at least about 60 G's to build a drop truck, or like a, like a back truck. Mm-hmm. And like I said, everybody can sit there and tell you, oh, no, I could do it for less. Yeah. <laughs> in reality, bro, it's not. Because, you know, let's say you're going to buy the truck. You could buy a cheap truck, you know, for 10, 15 Gs, you know, like a little single cab. And, you know, that's already, you look, you know, it doesn't get in a deal. Wheels, you're looking anywhere from 75 to 95. If you're going to get 20, 28s and 30s or 28.6 and 28. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got to narrow your end. You got to go ahead and do your air management. You got to do your suspension fab work, your, your, you know, your bed work, you know. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're already at 50. Yeah. And then you still got to go ahead and go back on and paint the truck, you know, 
to get a decent paying job nowadays in Houston, man, you're looking anywhere from eighty five to twelve grand. Yeah, and that's you know ballpark, you know. And is that like a like a flat color? Is that like with uh? I mean, you could do a, you know. Once you do a paint job, it just depends how crazy you want to get. Yeah, if you yeah. want to stick with 10 color, it's going to be anywhere from, you know, 80, like say 85 to 12 Gs, you know. Mm-hmm. Once you start going to do like, oh, I'm going to do like a custom color. Yeah, custom. You know, you, you're talking about, you know, taking the windshields off, taking the whole front end off of it, you know, taking the, the bed off of it, painting on the bottom of the rockers and everything. Yeah, that's like the right way to do it. The right way to do it. Yeah. If you want to go to, you know, go to, <laughs> go to Northside and get you a little $5,000 paint job, then yeah, that's a different story. Yeah. You know? But like I say, you know, most of the time, you know, if you're going to do a right paint job, you know, it's anywhere from 85 to 12 Gs. Yeah. To do a fully, fully a right paint job. And most, of, I, I think when, when you said that, uh, when you said it can be done cheaper, they probably, they probably think that, you know, they're, it's not that much of a big deal, you know, like air rides, not that much or Man, wheels are not that much. Look, or like, I, I do or they little, can get the wheels from Facebook or something, yeah. you know. I could do a little breakdown. And then like I said, you know, if I were to do a budget build. And let's say, for example, buying used wheels and then buying used air management, you know, and, and going to the cheapest fab shop. On the long run, you end up wasting more money because you got to fix all their stuff that they did wrong on it. Yeah. And it's like I tell everybody, you know, um, hey, if you're going to build something, if you have the money, do it. If you don't got the money, do it in sections. Mm-hmm. You know, first get you the wheels because without the wheels, you can't do nothing. So like I tell everybody, hey, Sebo, get the wheels because that's the most expensive part. You know, the chingazo, the 8500 or you know, 9000 here. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, it, 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 it's a little little chunk change, you know? Yeah, for sure. And um, the, so whenever they get into the uh, the wheels and stuff, right, what type of tires they usually put on them? Like rubber bands? It just or? depends on what you're doing, bro. Like let's say, for example, you're going to build a truck because you want to enjoy it, like as in like on you know, the weekend. Or like on, on a drop truck. Like, like in a back like truck, I would like say, you know, depending on the year. If you can do like a 99 to... 99 to 2006, I would do 26 and 28. Mm. Now we can go ahead and run, like I said, in the front, like a 275, 24, 30. And then... Uh, 275, 25, you said? 275, 30. Oh, okay. 20, uh, 26. Got you. And then, or like you do a 255, 30, uh, 30 uh, 26. And on the back, is only one, they only make one size for the 28. And it's like I said, 295, 25, 28. And that's, like I said, and that's kind of a rubber band. But if you get a 12, it, it somewhat stretches a little bit where it's still, still nice to drive. Mm-hmm. Do so you you I'm sure you drove a lot of trucks in your lifetime. How does it feel when you ride on a stock truck versus a bag truck with air ride? Man, it's like a night and day difference. Really? But, but I'll tell you straight up, if you don't know how to drive a bag truck, don't get don't do it. It's it's gonna be hard the first time the first mm. time you drive because you don't know let's say for example you got static, you got you got I don't know, you got drop, static Bagged and bodied. Oh. And then you go to a next level is doored. So not a lot of people know about doored. So, Explain that. So let's say, for example, when you're laying body, it lays on the body, right, on the rockers. Mm-hmm. When you're doored, they actually cut the pinch point of the rocker, and it lays on the actual door. Oh, damn. Yeah, so that's, that. when you're in that level, I mean, you're like, you're in a whole different level. So if you door the truck, I mean, you're, whenever you lay it out and there's a little rock on it, you're going to lay on the actual on the door, you know. Damn. You gotta be, you gotta be real careful in that. So, I I've been through the whole stages. You know, when I first started, you know, endless, and um, I started static. So I was one of the lowest trucks, you know, in Houston. I had a 13, uh, 13 on the front, and a uh, fifteen inch drop in the back. So I was like literally 
a finger on the frame off the on the floor, you know. Wow. Like I switch lanes and I'll pick up the reflector. <laughs> Straight up, yeah. I was I was in the freeway and I switch lanes. I switch lanes and I had to be real careful. I had to switch lanes because yeah, you know it would uh, uh, it would definitely pick up a reflector on it. That's crazy, so, Lou. Well, when uh, what made me change that man? It's uh, one day you know I was coming back from Midtown and you know I had a few drinks. Those those already already tipsy. So I was coming over the train tracks and I was kind of hauling ass. So I got stuck in the train track. Oh, damn. Like, dead stop. Like, the whole truck turned off and everything. That's when I said, you know what, man? You know, you need to change the shit up. Time to raise it a little time, bit. Time to go ahead and put bags on it. So um, the first time that I bagged the truck, you know, I bagged it with uh, John. I, uh, at the time, it was called Blacktop Industries. And then we bagged it in like two weeks. Mm. He's all like, man, I'll bag it in two weeks. And like, you know what? If you do it in two weeks, like, let's bag it. So, man, we after work, we'll go to the shop and, you know, we'll work on it. Work on it, work on it, and in two weeks we we'll spit it out. So in two weeks, you know, I was already on airbags, and and Damn. at the time I already drove, you know, a lot of airbags trucks. So, so then I bagged it, and that's whenever you know I really, I really started enjoying it a little bit more. The uh, was air management. Did you have air management on yours, or the, was it just the, yeah? At the time we had actually just valves. I had valves on it. Oh, okay. At the time, you know, and it, they already had air management on it, but at the time I was like, man, do I want to pay two grand or do I just want to pay you know four hundred <laughs> yeah. bucks for some valves? Yeah. So we ended up running valves on it, but I ended up doing uh, eight valves on it, so that way each bag was in the, you know independent on. It. So yeah. like the front I, I can manage it, you know, if it's lower on one side, I can pick up one side and stuff like that. So, so you had two valves per wheel. Yeah, I had a well, actually you know, I had four valves. For each corner, mm-hmm. and I had um, and it was a cotton, and uh, and I had a one bow for the whole truck. Oh, got you. So, so it was a total eight bow on it, so that way you know I can either pick up the truck all at once, or you know two side to side, or I could do front and back. Mm-hmm. So I I I rocked it for a while, and then like I said, you know, but oh, you know, back to what your question was, you know, do I, you know, do you feel the difference? Yes, you do, but you got to learn your truck, and yeah. and even if it's not your truck, you know, you got to learn the truck. In order for you to get a you know a sweet ride, you know there's like um, how can I say there's like a sweet spot when you're driving a back truck. You know it's like you gotta find it so that way you can be an enjoyable ride. Because if you have too much air on the back, it's real stiff. If you took too much air off it, it's real stiff. So you gotta find that sweet spot on that oh, truck. Oh, got you. So like I said, you know once um once you find that sweet spot, that sweet spot, man, you're gonna enjoy that that ride, man. And you don't like you can drive it and. Literally go let go of your steering wheel and it's gonna go straight. Is there like certain uh, shocks y'all run like Man, on on drop trucks? It's it goes. Or, it goes I mean, based, air ride. It, it goes based on what how much you want to spend. You know, you got you know. But what I'm what I'm saying is like, is there from your experience, is there a certain shock you run? Mine preferably, man. To get I, the best quality ride. To me, I run Fox Shocks, you know. Okay. Fox Shocks, and it has like a, a three-stage level on it. Most people run the QU1s, and most people run the uh, Beltex on it, the Tech on it, you know, and they're a little cheaper than Fox. You know, you go at a Fox Shock, you're looking about 250 per shock. Mm-hmm. And you go to Tech, you buy a four of them for like 250 you know, so oh. it just depends how much money you spend. But to me, like, if you got a good shock, a good bag, and, and you know, it's laid out the way it is, then, you know, it's, it's, you're going get, to get a good ride. Yeah, and yeah. on those... You got a knob that you can actually go ahead and, you know, rotate. So we have, you know, three stages on it. So you can first, second, and third. And if you put it right on second, it gives you that, that nice ride on it. And is there a, a double, single adjustable or double? It's actually, uh, it's a single, it's a single shock with a reservoir. And it's adjustable three, three, uh, three. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you would, I think, man, so you adjust the, um, what is it called? Because I had those on my truck. 
it's just, just a stiffness on yeah, it. Yeah, so, stiffness, yeah. yeah it's like, you it's like the, it? the, the pressure it is on it. So yeah. as much pressure you want on it, that's how that's yeah. like it's going to ride. So let me, let's get into your truck. What truck did you start with? I started with a uh, 99 single cab uh, step side. And then that one was lowered. It was like a 5.7 drop. And it only had like 22s on it. Mm. But that was the truck that I kind of came into the truck scene with. But the one I actually started with, it was a 1991 uh, OBS. Uh, 350 with five speed that's the one i really started that's when i won when i you know what this is my first truck that i started with yeah that was back when i was like 15 and now now i have an endless uh which i that one's kind of been like the truck that's that been through all been through it all and came out and left died and came back yeah <laughs> and we're trying to revive it right now icar said ask him when he's gonna finish it man that's a good question um hopefully this year bro that's the plan so I have, you know, Endless, and then I have Porsche, my dually, mm-hmm. and then I have a Kadai uh, 06 single cab that's going to, I'll make that one into like a more of a burnout truck. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to drop a LT4 on that one, and then fully built tranny, fully built rear end. For the, for the shows. Yeah, for just the to show. go, you know, around. Trying to win a burnout pit contest. <laughs> Not really, man, but man, it's it's like back in the days, you know, when I had Endless, you know, and just on regular wheels, you know, you go out there, and you don't got to be worrying about, man, I'm going to scratch my wheel, or you know what, I'm going to go ahead and... I want a truck that I can go ahead and go out there and tear it up. Like yeah. Say. Yeah. Endless is going to be one of those builds, man, that. Trailer King. I'm going to trailer for a whole show season, and after that, I want to enjoy it. Mm. So there's something I'm going to build it to where I can actually drive it and enjoy it and actually have one. But for a whole show season, I want to go ahead and trailer it, take care of it. And just because it's taken me, you know, like four years this time around. To four build, years to build it? To build it this time around. So Damn. I've been, so I've been building that truck for probably over 12 years, and I built it. Got done, got shot for magazine, and you know, and then I took took it apart, built it again, and then I was already done. All I had to just do was the seats, and like I say, was that was the first truck that you know that ever came out that I engraved the transmission and mm-hmm. I did the you know the floor like you mm-hmm. see, see through it, you see the transmission engraved and stuff like that. I mean that truck was, it was pretty flawless. The only thing was missing the seats, and one day you know just I was I mean I want to body it, and I I sold the frame. And then uh, I sold the bed, and then it just kind of went downhill from there. Oh, damn. So the the shop that was going to be the frame, yeah, bro, I'll have it done for you, you know, built in, you know, a couple of months. And like, oh, well, you know, a couple of months without the truck, it can't be bad, you know. Yeah. And then a couple of months passed by, nothing, you know, it wasn't done. And I was like, man, you know. So I kind of regretted it. And then a year passed by, and I was like, man, I ain't got no truck. <laughs> and then uh, another four months passed by, and nothing was done. So I finally get my frame. Uh, you know, I got it built over there in California with uh, Eric, Next Level Customs. Mm-hmm. Finally get my frame, and I start kind of, you know, working on it. Take it to one shop, and the shop closes. You know, it, uh, they had a, a fallout, you know, between the partners. and Oh, damn. The shop closes. It calls me, hey, man, come pick up your truck. And the truck was in, like, 10,000 pieces. <sighs> and I, so I took it to another shop. And then, you know, luckily they were able to get me in. And They didn't even try to finish your truck, though? Like, Man, he told me, like, hey, man, I'm going to Vegas. You know, I can take the truck with me and finish it for you. Or, But I was like, man, you know, I can't be going to Vegas. And Hell no. And so I was like, hell. <laughs> and the guy's pretty legit, man. Like I said, no, like I said me and him were, were, were tight. But What shop was that? It's, uh, man, I forgot the name of that shop. Uh, but uh, Sean is a guy that, you know, that we're real tight. Got you. And um, he's like, hey, man, let me take it to Vegas. You know, I'll finish it for you. And then whenever it's done, you come pick it up. But I was like, man, hell no. If over here, you know, I got I have a hard time with you guys. Imagine going away over there. I was like, nah, you know what, man? So one of my boys took it in, and 
and what's it called? Uh, started working on it, got it somewhat done, and and I was able to at least get a roller, you know, because at the time I couldn't even roll it, <laughs> and now it became yeah. a roller. So then I started working on it, and took my bed, you know, and got the bed done, sheet metal done, and then right now they're actually working on the engine bay on it. Mm. So um, hopefully June first, the engine bay will be done. We'll be posting the video and showing everybody what we did on the engine bay. Once that's done, then you know. I'll take it back to uh, Speed Lab or Boostech Fab and then get it running 100%, then blow it all apart and go ahead and uh, get it done this time. Nice. So t t talk a little bit about your truck, like what's all done to it besides, you know, the the uh, the see-through floor. So right now it's pretty much a full frame. It's a uh, custom one-off frame and yeah. it pretty much got overlays. It all been engraved. The uh, the motor, it's a, it's a uh, 6.0 turbocharged. It's pushing about well, it was pushing because it ain't running right now. Yeah, but it was pushing right about seven hundred horsepower. Nice at the time, and it was a lot. Right now, you got bills that are pushing almost two thousand, you know, horsepower. Which at the end of the day, you know, this is more of a show truck. It's not. I think the minimum right now for racing is a thousand. That's like every day. That's like, like a that's like a weekend truck, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. So right? In order to stand out, I mean, you got to be close to the two thousand. Yeah, if you really want to have a you know a fast truck, so a thousand horsepower is like. Grocery getter, pretty yeah, much like you drop a LT4, you know, you know, fully, you know, fully done tuning and nitrous, and you're yep. already at you know 1100 horsepower. So, yep. Well, you drop a you know 4.8 from a junkyard in a 88 millimeter turbo, 90 millimeter turbo, and on you know met methanol and or you know E85, you're already at thousand horsepower. Yeah. Yep. That's true. So that's uh, I'm gonna leave it like that. I'm not gonna mess with the motor because it's already you know ARP stud out and everything. Oh, nice. Go. So I'm just gonna go ahead and leave that motor on it, um, and get it running right and blow it all apart so right now the bed's already the body work's done already it's already painted so right now they're waiting on the cab and the engine bay so we can go ahead and get that taken apart and blown out so we're doing a uh a custom off uh, color this time so it's going to be something crazy nice so not as crazy as last time but it's gonna it, it's kind of like i'm gonna throw them a, a little curveball so first i'm gonna take it out you know uh, you know it's kind of boring just a single mm -hmm. color and then i'm gonna come back and do some crazy graphics on it what um what are some shops that work on it, like you want to give a shout-out to? So right now, man, that truck, means it's, it's kind of like, you know, unfortunately I can't say it on the YouTube channel because we know some people are a little sensitive. So yeah. That truck's been touched by everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that truck's been touched yeah, by everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so the bed got done with uh, Pilots Customs in um, in Southeast Houston. Yeah. The uh, engine bay is getting done by, um, by Hectic Creations in Dallas. The uh, frame got done with uh, Next Level Customs in California. Mm -hmm. The uh, three-quarter part, the front-quarter part got, got done with uh, Finesse Concepts in Humboldt, Texas. Nice. And then the uh, front control arms, open lower controls got done with uh, Extreme Creations in, in uh, Magnolia, Magnolia, Texas. Mm -hmm. And uh, pretty much um, the paint job is going to be done by Drastic Changes. Graphics, I don't know yet. Uh, the guy that did my graphics last time, he's painting planes and shit. So I don't oh, know. damn, really? Yeah, so I don't know. I got to catch him in a good time So because that's... Probably one of the best guys in Houston uh, that gets down on graphics, bro. Uh, his name is uh, Enhanced Air Seven One Three. He's probably one of the only dude that I can think that you know what he can he can do what I vision. Oh, so whatever like whatever I got in mind, he can actually go ahead and get it and just scramble all together and come with something crazy. This is this is out of the podcast, but what is a uh, what planes is he painting? He's playing uh pretty more like a private private company like jets and stuff like that. Got so, you, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, so he's like, hey, bro, I'm, I'm so backed up right now, I can't touch your truck, you know. So that's the only guy that I, I honestly, I want. when he first did my graphics, you know, they were definitely you know, one of a kind when they did them the first time. And then like, kind of a lot of people started kind of like not jocking the ideas, we're kind of like using some other yeah. ideas. 
So now I want to come up with something crazy. So if he can't do them, then I'm going to go to Cali. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Cali got a lot of guys. I mean, they definitely they go hard on it with the graphics. Oh, yeah, go hard. What um, what are some other shops in Houston that do, like, really good work? Yeah. I know you mentioned Boostech Fab. You mentioned Speed Lab. It, it depends on what you want to do, man. Like, say, another day, you know, if you want to go ahead and do your, like, interior, I go to Enrique's, you know, Enrique's one of one of the guys in Houston that, that definitely can go ahead and, the reason I like going to him because you tell him what to do and he's going to make it happen. Yeah. He's not going to like another shop that tells you, oh, you know what? Nah, <laughs> we, don't, we shouldn't do that. Or, you yeah. know what? Like, That's what you want. That's what we're going to do. And if you don't like it, we'll, we'll redo it again, you know? Oh, damn. Nice. So he's pretty cool. And so interior guys, you know, he, you know, Ricky's, you know, gets down. And then we got guys by designs too. That guy's gets down too. Like, you know, Ricky does more like a, like a factory type of deal. And the guys by design does more of a custom. Like, mm. you want a custom door panel. And we also got my boy Jay. He also he does. He's a little more low key, but he does custom stuff. Suspension wise, you know, like I said, you know, it's a hit and miss, bro. So every shop has flaws, you know. Really. Every shop has flaws, and you know, and I'm cool with all of them, but they all have flaws. Mm. So it depends. Like you could go do your rear suspension in one shop, and then go to the, another shop and do your front suspension because one's good in the front, and they're not good in the back. Mm. So it just you kind of gotta kind of play your cards right. That's pretty cool to hear on the podcast, cause uh, yeah. You know, yeah. you get your own point of view on the person getting it done. Yeah, like know? I said, a lot of times, you know, is and then like I said, I'm cool with most of the shops, and I like, you know, I was telling you know what, man, you're you're a badass to the front suspension, bro, in the back, you know, I ain't <laughs> fucking with you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or like, yeah. you know, vice versa, hey, you know what, I'm gonna let you yeah. do the front, but I ain't gonna let you do the back. Yeah, and he goes like that, but like I said, you know, every shop's lousy, you know, and at the end of the day, man, it's it's one of those deals that. How's your build trucks in the year, you know, uh, and the years go by, you learn on what mm-hmm. to do, what not to do, and what, what shortcuts to take, what, which ones not to take, you know. But like I say, you know, if it comes to, uh, to fab work, man, uh, Speed Lab, you know, Creations, that dude is, you know, he's the one that, did, you know, most of my piping on my turbo side. And then uh, Boostech Fab, you know, when Speed Lab, because Speed Lab, man, he got about a year wait. Really? Where he lives. And Boostech Fab, you know, you go in there, you know, that dude's about his money. Hey, bro, in and out, you know. Mm-hmm. I only work on what I'm going to work on and spit it out. Yeah. And Speed Lab, he's one of those that he's going to take, he's going to go ahead and, and get you a crazy setup, but he's going to go ahead and, you know, take his time with his build. You know? mm-hmm. But they're both really good. Like, you know, I, I you know, I, I miss with both of them, but, they, you know, those are the best shops that I can recommend that you're going to get your, your money's worth. Yeah. That dude does really good welding, too. Yeah. Um, what's his name? From Boost Tech. He uh, did my turbo. Angel. Angel, yeah. yeah. Angel. Shout out to Angel. Yeah. What about the, the paint? Palace Customs? Man. Or? Paint, paint jobs, man. Like I said, you know, you got about four or five, you know, different shops. You know, they do, they do paint jobs. I mean, paint jobs, you know, honestly, I got to give you to Drastic. You know, he's one of the dudes that, that takes pride in his work and is going to do it 100%. Got you. Pilot, he's really good at sheet metal. I don't know if we'll let him do a full paint job, you know. Yeah. And that's just being real, you know. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Yeah, just being real. Like, you know, he's he's a badass guy for sheet metal. And uh, at the end of the day, but for paint jobs, you know, he, you know, he doesn't have his own boots. So a lot of times may, it might be that. Yeah. Or it might be that, you know, he doesn't have the right the right uh, people to go and mm-hmm. succeed, you know, a good paint job. Motor work? Motor work, man. Man, that's a... That's a that's a tough one, uh, but if you want, like I said, you know, honest, honest work, legit work, man. Like I said, you know, Speed Lab Creations, you know, Bustec Fab. We got my boy Webo from uh, Motorhouse Performance. He gets down too. So that's only three shops really in performance. Dropper Us gets down to a motor work. Mm-hmm. So like I said, for example, it depends on what you want to do, you know. Do you remember a shop called, um, this is 
kind of off topic called um, Castilla Performance? Oh, yeah, man. I went there one time, and, you know, them dudes, they, they started really good. Yeah. They started really good, and then... Pablo. Man, Pablo and... Yeah, um, Pablo and uh, Juan. Uh, what's it, Juan? His brother. Forgot his brother's name. Yeah, Pablo's the one that was missing a leg. And yeah. Then, uh, and then uh, the other guy, uh, I don't know if it was, it was Juan, Juan or the younger one. He looked like Rob, like the Rob the Rapper, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they started off really good, man. They were actually off a off a navigation, yeah. navigation, and right there right behind the uh, fire station, and they started really good, man. They were, you know, when I went in there, I built I built two trains with them. They were legit, and then mm-hmm. I went back for the third time with some heads, man. There was no heads or no money, so yeah. I was like, man, it kind of got burned out on those deals. But yeah, and then his brother his brother came back, and and Pablo he made it up, he made it right, man. He's like, you know what, man, I'm not sure what deal you made with my brother, you know, but. I'll go ahead and, you know, I'll give you a set of heads and, you know, we'll make it even, you know. Yeah. And, you know, you know, so it's it takes it takes a lot, man, for somebody to come up and, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and fix somebody else's mistakes, you know. Yeah. So he came through and, you know, made it right and made things <clears> right. And I told him, you know what, bro, ain't no hard feelings, you know, it's just we just can't do business like that, you know. Yeah. Cool people. Yeah, he's a, he's a badass guy, you know. They know me and my dad for a while, for real. Yeah. yeah really cool people. Yeah, that guy, he made it, he made things right. So, like I said, I can't, I can't speak bad about him, you know, just. Yeah. One of those deals that sometimes you had to fall out and then you make things right. Mm-hmm. For sure. What about, uh, so what about pork chop? What's done to pork chop? So pork chop, you know, I got pork chop because I was, uh, I had a, uh, a F-150 and I was kind of struggling moving the shop, you know, truck to the shop, picking up the frame, stuff like that. Like, you know, man, I'm going to give me a dually, you know? Yeah. So we were looking for a, a blue dually. So we didn't know if we wanted to go ahead and get a, uh, a, um, F three fifty or a Chevy, you know, uh, thirty five hundred. Mm-hmm. So we wanted a blue one though, and you know, uh, my boys in Alabama found it. You know, like, hey man, there's a blue one over here in in Alabama. So like, man, we'll go ahead and and, and go ahead and call it in and see if they still have it. So they had it, and then uh, so I flew into an Alabama, and then we actually I landed in uh, Mo- in uh, Mobile, Mobile, Texas, in Mobile, Alabama, and then from there we drove. Five more hours up to uh, close to uh, Birmingham. Oh, okay. That's where they had it over there. And it was kind of like a hidden. It was kind of over in the back, kind of hidden. <laughs> so I ended up picking it up, drove it back over here. And then um, Jason from American Forest hit me up. He said, hey, what are you doing with your duty? Like, man, I don't know, man. Uh, what you want? What do you want to do with it? <laughs> no, nah, like, man, I don't know. I want to leave a stock, you know. And it's like, man, stock. Let's drop the wheels on it. And so I was like, well, I got some 24s laying around. I was like, nah, if I do wheels, I'm going to do 26s. He's all, all right. So he's like, man. So we ended up working out a deal, and then he he sent me the wheels. Mm-hmm. And then I called my boy Tweety. Like, hey, man, I want to put these wheels. Hey, well, man, well, I got some bad news. Like, hey, man, what's up? He's like, well, in order to put these wheels, you got to lift it. And oh. I was, like, I was like, damn, bro. Like, I really don't want to lift it. You know, like, I like it how it is. You know, it's so like, man, because you, you won't be able to turn. Yeah. So I was like, man, let's go ahead and do it. So we ended up doing like seven or nine lift. Like, but I told him, look, we're going to lift it, but I still want to be able to use it for what it's meant for. You know, I want to put the gooseneck on it and I want to be able to run and drive it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to get a truck that I can't use. He's so like, nah, I'm going to make it to where you can still tow, you can still do whatever you want with it. So he ended up doing a seven and nine FTS lift on it. And then we ended up potted coating the whole suspension and then running our 37s on it on 26s. And then I started messing with it. So ended up, uh, my boyfriend left the W. He's like, hey, let's put a system on it. <laughs> and then I was like, man, I really don't want to mess with it, bro. Because then, you know, I got to, you know, now I got to go ahead and get another battery, another alternator, and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. It's like, man, let's just do it. Let's do something small. So we ended up putting a little bang in it. 
And then by the time we noticed, we're already doing full blown system on it. Full blown. <laughs> and my boy Enriquez hit me up. He's like, hey, I got a sunroof right here. And like, man, how much you want for it? He's like, man, you know what? Pay for the parts and I install it for free. Since you always help me out. I bet. So we ended up doing the sunroof on it. And then the high country front end comes out for the 25. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah. And then uh, Homeboy hits me up. He's like, hey, bro, I got a, I got a front end here that came in complete. You know, you want it? Like, man, not really, bro. Go, man, I cut you a good deal on it. So I ended up, I think the front end was like six grand. And then I ended up getting it for like 2800 So I jumped on it. So I ended up jumping and I hit up Lalo. Hey, bro, I want to color master bumpers and the door handles and mirrors <laughs> and shit. And he's all like, man, I'm really backed up right now. We'll bring it. I'll make it happen. So he ended up color matching it. And and then uh, EG from Custom Car, EG from uh, Custom Audio, he's like, hey, man, you need some rock lights in your truck. They said, man, bro, I don't want to mess with it. <laughs> He's all like, man, bro. <laughs> the stock truck turned into yeah, so a build. It ended up turning to like a, like a small build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just hits me up and he's all like, man, dude. Go, Look, I normally charge this much, but, you know, I'm going to hook you up. Yeah. Like, all right, bet. So he ended up hooking me up and sponsoring me for the for the rock lights on it. And um, so we put rock lights on it. And then um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so that's how that, that that's how most builds start though right yeah. they're like start let's do this and then yeah that's how that one started that. and i ended up getting down one so that way i can you know have something to go to the shows you know because i mean everybody go to the shows and don't have a truck and everybody mm-hmm. like man you know you come to the show what's your truck at and i was like man well i got the dually now <laughs> <laughs> yeah but man hopefully like and this is still in the garage <laughs> hopefully endless like i said you know like, honestly man i gotta give it to this guy hector uh hector creations in dallas man he he's so far, what he has told me, he's kept his word. And, you know, he told me, hey, bro, I'll be done in a month. No, I'll be done in two months. And it's been only, like, four weeks and it's already almost done with it. Nice. So, I mean, that dude, like I said, no, that's probably one of the shops that, you know, I admire a shop that, you know, that keeps his word. At the end of the day, you know, if you take pride in your work and you actually stick to your word, man, you're going to go a long way, you know? Yeah. Hey, uh, talk about some other trucks in, in Houston that kind of stand out to you, you know, that you kind of remember. Um, whether drop or lifts, but you know, out of team billet, out of team billet, man. Like I said, you know, like one of the trucks that you know that I guess inspired me to go ahead and do a fully build. It was uh Julio's truck. It's a guy from Ground Zero. He actually owns uh Leon Weston. Where I'm not sure if you heard of him. Now. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, his name, uh, his truck was a uh, Coyote Ugly. That's one truck that you know. I said, you know what, this dude really. Put his thought. I mean, I hope it was his thoughts. You know, I mean, I'm not sure if somebody, <laughs> somebody built it for him, or he actually put his thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah. So that's one truck that you know made me realize. You know what, man? I need to step up my game. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like, I feel like Endless, you know, was up there, but it wasn't like at that level, at the caliber of a build that you know what I wanted to be at. Yeah. So that was one truck that that caught my attention, and you know, of course, uh, Jose from Dropper Us, you know, Black Widow. He's, you know, that truck is real simple but real clean at the same time. Yeah. And you know, those are builds that you know kind of opened my eyes. We're like, you know what, man, I need to I need to step up my game. Yeah. And um, another one, uh, one of my buddies, uh, Alex from R Two R in the Valley, he had a I forget what the fuck he calls that truck. It's a yellow one. Um, it's the same thing as Endless, and uh, but his is you know his is yellow, of course. And um, that's another truck that kind of like you know what, man, I need to go ahead and body my truck. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are the, the three trucks that I was like, you know what, man. They're, they're, they're kind of, let's go ahead and step it up a notch. And then, you know, 20, 2019, 2020, when my, my boys came out with the two single cabs, the, the yellow one and the black one with the rose gold and the yellow one with the white interior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When those came out, you know, 
that's when we actually went another another level, you know. Like, you know what, man? It's time to step it up. Yeah, those are clean as so hell. Really, really nice. And uh, that your buddy's selling one, right? The blue one? Yeah, the blue one. Uh, Mr. Zavala? Yeah, he's selling his. How, how much is he going for? It? I think he posted it for like 120 which is really, truly, is a good deal, bro. Really? You won't build a truck for no less than 180 Mm. Yeah, so that truck is like, like I said, he has about 200 in it, you know. And then that's, you know, the reason I tell you because I, I pretty much built the whole truck, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, like your thoughts? Like, not not the whole thoughts, but like, you know, for example, when he first started it, you know, like, hey, you know what, we're going to do this color, we're going to do this graphics, you know, with interior and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what, you know, that's how much more or less I know that he has about, he's about 200 on it. Damn. So, I mean, for 120, I mean, you're getting a hell of on a, a deal. On a single cab? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so you're getting a hell of a deal for two, or no, four hundred and twenty. You ever get like, <clears throat> you ever get like, um, not so much famous people, but like maybe a rapper, maybe a music artist. I feel like Timbit is a stamp where like, whatever truck you buy for them, it's going to be like, you know, complete, like well done, right? Do you ever get people that like just, hey, I want to buy that truck, you tell me the money, I'm going to buy it? We had a couple of, like, for example, like the white one and the black one, we had a, we're in SEMA, and then some guy came up there, you know, like, hey, man, you know, I want to buy this truck. You know, it was like, uh, and then my boys are like, man, it was not for sale, you know. I'm like, no, well, I got money. And then he's all like, yeah, well, I got money too, you know. So, like, your money's, you know, your money doesn't impress me, you know. So, it's, yeah, you know, yeah. It was that. But, yeah, we had a couple of guys that offer, you know, like for Porch Hub, you know, the other day some guy offered me 100000 for it. And I'm like, man, you know, I don't, see, I don't see the money, bro. Like, you know, to me, you're all talking, you know. Yeah. So you show me the money, and to me, you know, money talks. Then yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like somebody shows me 90000 90, for Anlis, I let it go. I mean, I have a lot of sentimental value with it, but at the end of the day, you know, 90, 90, 90, 90 racks, 90 racks, you know. Yep, yep, yep. What about the the one uh, Bob Bundy bought, the red one? The red one. He ended up buying it from uh, Rio's. He got a really good deal on that one. And, you know, the deal was, you know, hey, you're going to buy it, but it's going to stay in Tim Bellet. Oh, okay. So that was kind of one the deal that, you know, that's the reason why he stayed in. That's the reason why he sold it, because he was going to stay in the club. Got you, got you, got you. You know, and Bob Bundy always shows his love when we go to shows. You know, he always shouts us out and, yeah. you know, rocks the gear and stuff like that. So he's always, you know, showing my love. Nice. What about, um, who else is in Team Village in Houston? I know people, a lot of people are going to know, but there might be some people that know. I mean, that don't know. Man, we got a, we got a whole lot of people. We got these annoying there's an annoying one that is, is one of the annoyances, you know. He's, he's, tic, he's somewhat TikTok famous, but oh my God. That nigga right there. You got an OCL. He has to lift the truck. He's, he's, uh, he's in Tim Billy. We got uh, Icar. You know, we took he came, he met, you met him with that. We got Gordo. We got about 30 members in Houston. So, okay. So a lot. I got uh, Fabian Bray lift the W. So we got Rubia from Texas Hold'em. So we got quite a bit of people. So we got about 30 members. Scarface is, Scarface is part of Tim Billy as well. What do you what do you think about when you seen him on on TV? Man, when um we already had kind of experienced that with Rubio when he was going to, uh, when he was building C ten. Oh, cool. Uh, we did it with the uh, Texas Metal over there, extensive. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're already kind of like, man, that's badass. You know, one of our guys is on TV. You know, that's like badass. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a proud feeling that they're part of the club. You know. Yeah. So yeah, whenever we saw Scarface too, you know, like hey man, that's badass. You know, because I miss Scarface when you know he was working in the refineries. You know, and he, you know, he was selling like four or five Michelas over a cooler back of his truck. Yeah. So like whenever I met him, you know, and now like it makes me like, you know, happy and proud that, you know, this guy don't work so hard to stepped it up to where he's at now, you know? Mm-hmm. And Rubio was on, uh, was on extensive, uh, right? On a, yeah, extensive Texas metal. 
How was that like? Man, it was pretty cool, man. It's it's definitely as you can see it on TV, and you see the the back of the scenes. It's like totally different, you know. It's like you know you're like you you see you see it on TV, and then and then you're seeing it behind the behind the scenes. I'm like, man, that's not how it went down, but <laughs> but you know it's uh, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. How, they, how they all piece it up together. And, yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure like your podcast too, you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure, you know, certain cuts, things like yeah. cuts and, you know, edit it, you know what, you're not supposed to say that, bro. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, exactly. so it's pretty cool, man. Like I so, say, you know, one day, you know, if I ever, you know, build a truck like that, that'd be pretty cool to come out on TV and pretty much rep the, you know, team battling. Rep team. Like that. That'd be awesome. Really, really awesome. What is, what do you have a problem with in the truck scene? Man, I think my biggest problem in the truck scene, man, is that some clubs feel like it's like a gang, bro, like. Uh, to me, like man, bro, like it's badass. Like back in the days, to where you can go to another another club stand and hang out with them. Like me, like I try to kick it with everybody, but I do notice that some people, if you're wearing a different type of logo on your shirt or a different type of logo on your truck, you can't go hang out with them. You know. Mm. So to me, that's my biggest problem. You know, and another thing is like catering on each other. Like, hey, bro, at the end of the day, you know, if there's always gonna be somebody with more money, there's always gonna be somebody with a better truck, there's always gonna be somebody with you know with better things that you have. But at the end of the day, you know, like, don't hate on another build, you know. At the end of the day, you know, if you can't keep up with that build, then let that boy shine, you know. Yeah. Everybody, I feel like everybody has their time, you know. Like, everybody has their time. And to me, like, don't be salty about it. Let that person shine. You know, you had your shine. You know, you had your shine. Let that person shine. And, you know, maybe your turn come back again. So that's probably the biggest thing that I have, you know, when somebody's being salty, you know, or somebody's being, like, treating the clubs like a gang that you can't hang out with them, you know. That's kind of been the thing, though, with um, and the truck scene for a while, though, since it started. Yeah, yeah. You know, like even, like you said, in 08 or 09, you know, um, they had, something had to, like, go down or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and pretty much represent, you yeah, know. There was a time, man, like, we go to shows and we always kind of did our own thing to where we kind of stuck to the side. We always go to show, hey, put us on the back, you know, don't worry about us, you know, we're, we're going to make our own show. Because, we're going to make our own show. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make our own show. Yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah. make our own deal, and don't worry about it. Just put us somewhere in the back or yeah. in the corner or something. Because, man, you know, there's fights and stuff like that, you know, certain shows. And, man, at we, what show do you remember? Man, like, mainly, like, like at the shootouts, like, you know, the shootouts, you know, the OTMs, there was fights. So we got to the point that we were like, you know what, we don't want to be with the rest of the crowd because, yeah. you know, we have trucks that are 100,000 to, you know, 200,000, you know, and we don't want to get somebody to throw a bottle and, you know, mess up your truck. Yeah. Or somebody drunk, you know, leaning on your truck and not don't scratch it up, you know? Is that is that a pet peeve, you think, when somebody, like, leans on your truck? Uh, you ever see, like, um, people lean and they have their keys in their pocket? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That Yeah, that or they wear them, them I call them the Mexican pants because, you know, they got all their little rhinestones. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I like to tell them, yeah, man, that definitely, you know, he kind of aggravates me, you know. Even if, like a lot of times, you know, even if I see their own owner leaning on their own truck, I tell them, "Hey, man, don't lean on the damn truck." Yeah, oh, it's my truck, and I don't care, bro. To get off the truck. <laughs> yeah, that, to me, that that gets aggravating, bro. Because yeah. at the end of the day, well, I mean, I I take pride in my rides, you know, and you know, for somebody to go and lean on it or put their beer on top of it, like, hey, bro, you know, take that shit off, because yeah. So that's probably one of the, like I said, you know, definitely uh oh. Uh, Something that aggravates somebody when they have a fully built, you know. Yeah, I think um, Mister Mister uh, Del Carlos is kind of thirsty, man. We're gonna have to. He said he was gonna bring a bottle, but he was running super late. So next time you come on the podcast, you try to come a little bit early. Not nah, best. <laughs> uh, definitely, like I say, you know, we we if we do get you know a chance to come back, man, we definitely go ahead and um, we're gonna take one with me too. Then yeah, I am. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
we'll go ahead and uh, definitely come a little bit more time and try nah, to nah, do you're it. good. You're good. I was messing with you, man. Shit, you're only like an hour and a half away from me, so shit. For real? Yeah. Damn. And got to tap it, bro. got to <laughs> tap it. Let me see. Hold it right there. Go ahead and tap the bottom. Oh, man. Come on now, man. There you go. Boom. Broke the barrier. We just drunk some with Icor. What? Uh, oh, yeah, I did. That, that deal was looking. When are you going to drop that uh, podcast? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. He was a cool dude. He had some uh, He had some good, uh, interesting stories I didn't know. Yeah, that dude. And a lot of people don't know. Yeah, that dude definitely has a has a has a pretty crazy story, man. But you know, back in the days, I mean, he's he's been through some. Yeah, he's been through some some rough some rough stages in life, and and like I said, you know, it's 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 one one dude that keeps it real, you know. Yeah, for sure. Well, cheers, man. Shout Appreciate out to uh, Team Billet Go Hard Podcast. Appreciate the Boom. invite, man. What's your favorite tequila? Man, I definitely have... This one's from Mexico, by the way. I didn't hear the marble, bro. You didn't hear the what? I didn't hear the marble, so... The marble? You know how in Mexico they have a little marble? No, I didn't know that. Mm. Really? I thought it, was, it had the stamp right there. Uh, you can put the stamp anywhere. It doesn't cross. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. My grandpa... Shout out to my grandpa. He brought this for me from Mexico. <laughs> he went to San Luis like a month ago. I don't know. I don't hear the marble, so it might not be Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man, like I said, you know, it's, uh, my favorite tequila, I, don't, I really don't drink beer unless I'm at the shows, you know, I try to stay away from beer, but my favorite tequila is called Siete Leguas, it's probably the cheapest tequila you could buy, it's like 45 bucks, mm-hmm. but man, you don't wake up with a hungover, you don't wake oh, up nice. with a food, if I'm out of club or something, we get Glass of Soul or 70 or 42, it's just mainly for the name, honestly, yeah. but I think my favorite one is uh, Glass of Soul. Glass of Soul, nice. Let's get into some pop questions, man. This is just random questions. Uh, would you take 100K in cash or five Bitcoin? Probably cash, bro. I'll take 100K cash. Why not the Bitcoin? Man, because the cash, I can flip it. <clears throat> I can make 100 grand. I can make probably 250 grand, you know, with 100,000. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin is a little more of a slower process, you know, which I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm not like a huge experience with Bitcoins and like that, so... Like I said, you know, cash is always is always king, you know. Yeah. Uh, your favorite music artist right now? Spanish, English, or country? um, both. Let's do let's do one Spanish, one English, one country. I think uh, my Spanish one is probably gonna be Peso Pluma. Right now, it's one of those. You want to go to you know old school one? Probably Carlos Jose. Yeah, if you're, I'm gonna be drinking Carlos Jose. <laughs> yeah. Soy Basol is one of those deals. Yeah. English rapper is probably Little Baby. Little baby nice. or um, uh, what's his other guy name? Um, Little boozy. In country, well, can't go wrong with George Strait, you know. Yeah, yeah. George Cricket. Uh, favorite food? Man, it's got to be seafood, bro. Please don't say tacos. Oh, okay. Seafood. Seafood. I go to Mazatlan like twice a year just because of the food. Straight up. Yeah, I like I like seafood. With like crawfish, shrimp. No, I'm fish. talking about like ceviche. Oh, okay, okay. Chiles, got you, know, got you. About, you know, uh, Who do you think makes it like really good agua chulas in Houston? Because there's been a lot, and then like some died, some you know. Man, right now, Cocteles uh, el Gordito, he he gets down, bro. That's mm. that, that's my boy, not because that's my homeboy, but now nah, there's some days 
my boy be slacking, you know. I got, <laughs> he, he be, I, I taste it like, hey, bro, you know, he, you know, he slacked up on this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because this gordito is pretty good on it. But if I got to go to a restaurant, man, like I said, you know, El Muelle on airline. El, yeah. It gets down. Uh, Vida Mariscos over there in 249. Those are my two favorite, you know, favorite spots. And then uh, Nayarit on, over there in 290. Nice. Your favorite drink besides, you said your tequila already. Uh, Got to be a Paloma. Paloma. Yeah, that's definitely, I can drink that all day. From Santa Mierdo, uh, what's it called? Santa Mierdo? Uh, Santo Remedio. Santo Remedio, yeah. Um, yeah, they're pretty good. The, or where, like your own? You make your own Palomas? I either make my own or I go over there. Like if I'm in a rush, I stop at Santo Remedio and I go ahead and yeah, and pick one up. Uh, that the the shots hitting you, huh? The shots going down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite. I so I seen when he walked in the podcast. I noticed he has Gucci shoes on. Oh, this is my throwaway shoes, bro. These are your throwaway. He, <laughs> he just got off of work and came here. <laughs> Those are my work shoes. Uh, what's your favorite designer? Man, it got to be Valenciaga, bro. Valenciaga. Yeah, it's uh, definitely not too much because of the name, because of the uh, quality of their clothes, the quality of the shoes. So let me ask you this: What do you think about the post that happened with Balenciaga? Man, with, uh, I honestly think, bro, it's it's one of those deals that it's all politics on this deal, you know. I feel like I'm not sure. I haven't like really done my research or something like that. But I feel like, hey, if you ain't paying this much bread, you know, we're mm. gonna throw some dirt on you. Look what happened with Kanye and Yeezy. You know, yeah. hey, you know, they did a whole big old deal about it, and and now you know, hey, all of a sudden if they sign a contract, he's back with them. Yeah, I feel like, hey, you know what? If you're not gonna do what we're gonna tell you to do, then hey, you know what? We're gonna throw some shade towards you. Yeah, and I, I don't know, bro. I don't get in, into whole you know whole detail about it, you know. Yeah, yeah. About you know all them all them drama, you know. I like the, what I like. I like it, and if I yeah. feel comfortable, I'm aware, you know. Nice. What about your uh, what's your dream car or truck? When I was little, bro, uh, my dad had a white Lambo. Really? Yeah. Diablo? No, it was a Hurricane. And then, um, so my dream is to go ahead and get another white Lambo. So that's that was I mean that's my ultimate goal to go ahead and get another one. Nice. A Huracan too, or whatever I can afford. But right, now, <laughs> right now, I'm not going to be picky about it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Work, you know. Nice. What is uh so? Oh man, what is the uh? All right. So if you had a, a red or blue pill, right? One the the red pill, like fixes all your mistakes you had in life. The blue pill gives you, um, let's just say 500k. Well, shit, the past is the past, so I leave that in the past. <laughs> so I'll definitely take the blue pill. So Icar had a really good one. He took he picked the red pill because he said that maybe sometimes your mistakes can give you the money. I mean, uh, if you took away the mistakes, it'd give you the money. You know what I'm saying? Man, it's one of those deals, man. If if you had to work that way, then you probably can. But I, I made some made some pretty pretty big mistakes on it that. Even then, I wouldn't want that money that I would have made, you know, with those choices. Mm. It's one of those deals that, you know, I did those things, and I'm not proud of doing them again. So, yeah, those mistakes, I wouldn't want to go back to that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, gotcha. yeah, I could probably make double me the money, but then they, I'm going to start fresh clean with this 500K, you know, and not go back to this, you know, regretting things. Because, you know, certain things I did in the past, I really don't want to, you know, not proud of it. And I don't want to go back to them, you know? Gotcha. So I wouldn't want that past to come back to the future. Gotcha. So that that was tell, what's your biggest flex right now that that you can name of? Man, I guess my biggest flex, man, is gonna be health. You know, it's a, one of those deals, man. That 
I got a lot of a lot of friends, you know, that they they went through some stuff, man, and and I was just glad and happy that you know I'm, I'm not going through that. Mm. So like I said, you know, to me, material stuff is not really a flex. Yeah, you no know, health to me is a flex. You know, thankfully, you know, I'm that's healthy awesome. right now, and you know, that's to me, that's that's my flex. You know, that I can do whatever I want and eat whatever I want without having any limitations of or stuff like that. And I love food, so <laughs> to me, by you know. Be able to eat whatever I want. That's already a flex, you know. That's awesome. What is uh, on your bucket list? Something on your bucket list, man. And my bucket list is finished endless. What's first for sure? <laughs> <laughs> it's been in my bucket list for a couple of years now. <laughs> That's uh, that. Um, my bucket list is to travel to Japan to a show they do there once a year. Nice. And you know, pretty much start a chapter over there. And that's when is that coming? It's gonna be in September. Oh, this year? Yeah, this year. Oh, I, wow. I'm not going this year, but I want to go. I want gotcha. this year over there. And um, pretty much uh, make the club bigger, man. So, you know, do it as big as I can and and as strong as we can. You know, we got some members that there's some diehard members, you know. And really? They get, you know, they, you know they're going to take it to the casket. So. Wow, that's crazy. That's nice. What uh, What is your definition of a cuh? You know, like. Man, I think, man. A, a in the truck game. Definition of a cuh. To me, you know, it's like, and I don't mean to say no hate shit because I don't want nobody saying, oh, yeah, yeah. Carlos, you know, feels on top of a different way. To me, you know, like, if you have a little, it changes, you know, like, <laughs> it changes the color because, you know, if you got, you know, your jeans starts down, you know, rock revivals or church religion and your boots and your little, you know, uh, mullet. Yeah. Or you got your little, you know, little, um, what do you call it, little shroom haircut, you know, and. Um, <laughs> little shroom haircut. Little shroom haircut, you know, to me, that's a color, you know. Yeah. And, you know, in the, in the truck scene, you know, little color, you know, it's a guy that has a truck that he has, he has a different color bed truck, a little different front end. He has a different <laughs> type of wheels and the best cut up, the guys is in the back to me, like, you know, another color, another red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, at the same time, you know, and I don't know, you know, if these guys do it because that's all they can afford mm. or they do it just to, you know, get attention or in reality, hey, this is what I have and this is what we're going to run with. So uh, at the same time, I don't, I can't sit there and ask him, you know, at the end of the day, because, you know, I'm remembering my days, you know, when, when, you know, when I first started my truck, I was embarrassed, you know, my truck didn't look kind of clean. I didn't want to take it out. Yeah. You know, and nowadays I feel like the more you beat up your truck is, the more you're going to, you know, you want to <laughs> show it off. And some people have that, that mentality now, you know, where like, hey, man, I'm going to take my shit out, you know, no matter what. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and, you know, abuse it and destroy it and do that. And then, just like I said, it's a different thing. To me, that's what a definition of a co is, you know? Yeah, yeah. And everybody's different, you know? But, man, I got a lot of little buddies that they're, they're like that, you know? And, man, I got a lot of love for them. You know, they always, they always call me, hey, man, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think you should do that? Or, hey, where can I get this? So I usually, you know, help them out yeah. as much as I can. What do you think about them, like, as far as in the truck scene? Like, you think it's a problem? You think it's not really a big deal? I think, man, it's, it's not really a problem because, you know, at the end of the day, everybody has the, the right to do their own deal. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, you kind of kind of keep them separate, you know. Like, hey, nigga, this is your little section, you know. You do what you want to do. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't come over here, bro. Yeah. You know, like, it's not dividing them. It's just kind of like giving them their own space so they can yeah. do what they do, you know. Yeah. I you feel know? like they make a lot. They make up the truck scene, though. Like, oh, yeah. Most of them. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of them, you know, they got like a lot of them. Like right now, you know, most of them are YouTubers, you know. I mean, you got a couple of little little kid that has a beat up ass truck, but you know he has fifty, you know, sixty thousand subscribers on YouTube. You know, yeah. You know, and a lot of times, you know, you might not think he's popular on Instagram with that because he got four thousand followers, but on this on you know YouTube, you know, this little nigga's already done got a whole camera and everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. 
But yeah, man, I got a lot of love for them boys, and I think they, you know. But yeah, I like I try to stay away from the niggas because, man, they they start doing burnouts, and <laughs> to them, you know, doing a burnout is is badass, you know. And to me, it's badass too. But when you got a hundred thousand dollar truck behind them, you know, and a twenty thousand dollar paint job and throwing rocks just behind it, you're like, hey, nigga, quit your shit, you know. You think you think uh, it was you think that we think, hey, you know what? I'm throwing rocks just about this nigga's truck. Yeah. Oh my uh, God. Yeah, bro. So like, I don't have a problem with them, but like I said, like I I try to go ahead and leave, leave them to their space on it and. And don't take trucks over there because at the end of the day, I'm only putting myself in that spot too, you know? Yeah. Do you think uh, a cut hit Breezy's truck at the show? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this boy this boy had a he had a little shroom haircut. Little oh, skin, my you know, God. Little J's and little... You were there? Hat. Were you there? I wasn't there when it happened, when I, when I actually went up there, you know, because uh, he actually, I'm a part of Texas Hold'em, so he was yeah, yeah. at the show. And uh, so I was like, man, what were you thinking, dog? Man, bro, I was just revving it, and like you could tell the kid wasn't some, you know, it was on pills or something. Oh, damn! Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, I called Breezy, like, hey, Breezy, you know, somebody hit. hit. He wasn't there. Nah, Breezy was in Cali. I think he was. Uh, oh man, he was in Cali. So the actual owner of that truck is the Art. Um, uh, what's it called? The actual owner of that truck is the Art, and so I called Breezy, like, hey, go ahead and call Art, and uh, tell him to hit his truck. Wow. And then it sucks about it, man, because the weekend before that at the shootout, you know, a ten half flew out and hit. Hit the other truck. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was I like back that. to back. So I like I, you know, and the reason I parked the truck in there so that way you know it don't get damaged or hailstorm or anything like that. And yeah. then, you know this kid goes and ramps and shit over it to it. <laughs> so I like call Harley, like, hey man, you know this happened, you know, and I don't know how he got in there because we had everything barricaded, we had the gates closed and everything. So I don't know how he drove. How did he manage to go ahead and drive over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And got his truck hit. But yeah, I mean a lot of times you know people like that make other little cuz look bad because they're like, yeah, man, for sure. Um, so you say you're a part of Texas Hold'em. What? So what do you? You're the like the owner of Texas Hold'em. You organize it or what? Actually, there's three owners. Uh, there was four of them, but uh, Mr. Lewis unfortunately passed away during COVID. Oh damn! So um, now it's three owners. So it's with Rubio, Fabian, and myself. And uh, we pretty much just organize it. You know, you know, sit down and have a meeting, pre-plan the concert, pre-plan. You know that you know the uh, groups that we're going to be bringing, you know, what are we going to be doing this year? Like this year we did the Michelada contest and we did the uh, WEPA contest. Uh, Fluffy from, um, he calls it Central Texas because I think I don't want to say he's from DFW, but <laughs> he's a Central Texas. So, you know, he actually does say uh, WEPA contest, you know, I'm not sure if he keep up with TikTok or not. Yeah. And um, they I had one of the contesters on the podcast. Oh, okay, cool. The WEPA bros. Oh, okay. okay. The, uh, yeah. uh, I think what was the first name. Uh, Josiah and Josiah. Yeah. Yeah, he's the one who actually went out there. He and his brother, so um, he went out there and did it in event. So next year we'll probably think of something different. Yeah, nice. Work it out. Well, yeah, that's pretty much that. What? What? So I gotta ask you, what happened to, um, at Texas Hold'em with uh, DJ Paul and DJ Playback? Man, that's um. So normally every year. You know, we, we hire DJ Playback to, you know, be at our, our tent. Mm-hmm. And for the past three years, you know, they always share the stage. You know, they um, they always share the stage. You know, he'll go over there and then while Paul's doing his thing, you know, saluting people and stuff like that, he goes up there. Well, there was a little beef, you know, that they had between each other, you know, which to me, you know, they're both grown-ass men, you know. I didn't yeah. think, you know, they were going to go ahead and, and come down to where he got physical, you know. Yeah. So Playback went up there, you know, and – I'm not sure I wasn't there, so what kind of words exchanges, whatever, and and then Paul told me to get off my stage, you know, and and then pretty much stopped them, yeah, and laid them out. So it's one of those deals that you know, it's like I, I got, I told both of them, like, "Look, bro, y'all grown ass men, you know, you know, y'all need to go and handle it, you know, on your own." 
Yeah. I'm not going to get a part of it and stuff like that. At the end of the day, you know, both my friends and, uh, you know, and um, they've been there for me, you know, multiple times. And like I said, at the end of the day, you know, I have nothing against neither one of them. So, like I told them, hey, this is out of me. This is between y'all two and y'all handle it. Yeah. And that's what it was. Damn. So, I had Paul on the podcast, like, before that happened, right? And then <clears throat> after it happened. But never really, I, I don't think nobody even knows the story or anything like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, deep down, like, to actually, like, break it down, like, I mean, I really don't know what it, what actually carried it out to where it got to that point that it got physical. But, like, I told him, you know, like, look, I don't I don't know and I don't want to know. At the end of the day, it's yeah. just one between you two and whatever whatever it was that it got to the point it got physical, then y'all need to fix it. Right. So, let's go back to the, the trucks. Do y'all, do you think... Uh, Team Billet is one of the big trucks in the U.S. Biggest truck cruise? It's one of the biggest, but it's not the biggest. I think the biggest is Everetice. It's, mm. uh, it's a club that's been around for many generations. You know, really? Yeah, and it's not a lot of people hear about it here because yeah. they're mainly like on you know uh, out of town shows in Oklahoma and Last Resort. You know, uh, shows that not that we don't want to go, but that's not really our vibe. You know. Because, you know, we're the type of people that we want to have a DJ, we want to have a banda, we want to have a taquita. And to them, it's like, hey, now you're being, you're being too loud, you know? Really? And, and it's one of those What's deals. their vibe then? It's more like, you know, go take your kids, hang out, barbecue, you know, and, and socialize with your with your club members. Which is no, it's no biggie, you know? Everybody mm-hmm. has their own style. But, you know, we got guys that drive 15, 18 hours. You know, they don't want to go fucking go sit down at a show and, <laughs> and just sit down and talk about, you know... It has work. Life, yeah. It has life, you know. We yeah. Don't, we don't, we, we care, but we don't care, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're there, you know, to have a good time, party it up, drink it up, and go back to, you know, do, you know, to your real life. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why we we don't go to a lot of those shows, you know. They're they're nice venues, nice everything, but they're just not, just not us, you know. Got you. What are um, some shows you've been to that really, like, really set it off? Like, they go all out. Some Like, um, Atlanta Truck Invasion, maybe... So Bandas. we so we got uh I think the biggest the biggest shows that they that were we'll go all out used to be April Shootout from Monday Gas you know October Man from Monday Gas you know now Atlanta in Truck Invasion you know, which Sal is one of our members the one that actually hosts the show and then we got Bandas and then we have um uh what other shows kind of big like that we got CTI in California mm. that really you know gets popping too like that and then uh, also like the shows that we actually go you know we we'll get a band and party it up. Anything crazy happened to it, like, at a show? I think the craziest thing was, man, probably probably in Cali. Because in Cali, bro, it's like I tell you, it's just one of those deals that's, like, really gangish, like, yeah. in, like in the clubs. Like, you can't go chill with another club because, you know, it's already beef. So there was, like, a little rumble between, like, uh, Team Bed and another club. And it was kind of made a big, really? yeah, a big scene in, in social media, like, you know, like in TikTok and all that. Everybody was kind of talking down and I was, oh, well, that's how y'all get down. And oh, I was yeah. like, damn, bro. At the end of the day, so I talked to my guy, like, little bro, try to spark away from those clubs. At the end of the day, you know, they have a different vibe and it is what it is, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you, so recently the track closed down in Baytown. What are your thoughts on that? How did you feel? Because, you know, you were younger. I'm not sure when you started going to the track. You know, I started going to the track, to that track, when I was like seven or eight. You know, so when I seen, it, I was like, "Damn!" Man, it it was kind of not heartbreaking because then day it's just a track, you know. But then day you build memories at yeah. the track, you know. It's kind of one of those deals that 
that's where I met my first girlfriend over there. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's going Friday nights and yeah. barbecue and, you know, go racing and stuff. So, yeah. That's where I met my first girlfriend at, and it was kind of one of those deals that, you know. So, I probably had more sentimental value than yeah, most people. Cause. Yeah, so, like, you you, you know, you take those memories, and you're like, damn, you know, like, that's that's where this happened, you know. This. My first kiss and everything. Yeah. <laughs> or a little blowjob and a little shit like that, you know. <laughs> but, no, yeah, it's a tough. It's a definitely, you know, when I saw that, you know, when I heard, I had heard about it, you know, four years before they actually announced it. And I, I first I didn't believe it, you know, because like now, nah, you know, they're bullshitting. Yeah. But whenever they actually posted it, you know, it kind of hit different, bro. And I was yeah. like, man, this this is our hometown show, you know, where we go all out. I mean, we get a banda, we get a groove, we put a, a forty footy trailer, make a little long little stage and everything. Yeah. So yes, yeah, it was it was definitely it it, it kind of hit home, bro. Like whenever we saw that, you know, and little by little, you know, shows in Houston, you know, has gone away. You know, like Texas Showdown went away. Yeah. You know, Third Coast Nationals went away. Battle Dragon went away. You know, now the shooters went away. They're, they're going to be moving to Dallas um, for OTM, but, I mean, it's not going to be the same thing. You know, it's not. Oh. So those are the rumors right now. They're going to Dallas. So Why don't they go to HPT? It's too small, bro. It's too mm. small of a track. Yeah, I think I think the only one. That does I know shows, that's a I know that's an eighth, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think the, I think the only one that does shows there is Freddy. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. the only one that does them in there. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's too small of a track. They won't fit everybody in there. Yeah. Yeah. You seen the pictures, right? Like when they were tearing it down. I'm sure you seen them. Yeah, yeah. What'd you think? Like uh, at first, I was like, man, you know, like I can't believe they're actually tearing it down. I mean, so much money just thrown away. But then again, when I heard the amount of money they they made on that on the sale, I was like, you know what? Well, yeah, I would have done it too. Why did they sell it? The uh, warehouse is right next to it. Uh, I'm not sure if you you be you notice all the the construction being mm-hmm. over there. I think they offered them like a like a dumb amount of money, and it was just an offer they couldn't refuse. Wow. So yeah, it's one of those deals. I mean, if you think about it, you probably make about twenty grand on the track, you know. Uh, and you, you know, you get in, you know, you start multiplying that times the months and weeks and months mm-hmm. and years, and you get this amount of money. You start doing the math, you know, like man, you know, it don't make no sense to keep it open. Yeah. Any up and coming truck crews that you see, like in Houston, that maybe they reach out to you for advice or like. You know, not not really reach out for me advice, but I mean they got a couple of you know a couple of clubs that you know they're coming to come up and, and like I see the guys you know the guys trying you know and uh, and I you know I'm kind of glad that you know there's other clubs out there that that I'm pretty sure this year other clubs doing thing they kind of want to do the same and you know and I think that you know like we got Hazardous you know that it's more of a I think Hazardous came from Cali because I want to say that they were in Houston before and now they are and they were in Dallas and then now they came to Houston so now I think Hazardous is uh, is here in Houston. Um, what other club is in here? ASA Trucks, I mean, it came he came in Houston too. Um, and after that, man, there's a bunch of little clubs. You know, you go to like the little Sunday truck meets and <laughs> and you see like some names. And you're like, God damn, where the fuck this motherfucker's going from? Yeah. But um, Did you used yeah. to go to Taco Town before. Yeah, every Sunday. Damn, that was. Yeah, every Sunday, bro. You watch the truck. <laughs> you, you, know, you wake up, watch the truck, and get ready for that. You know that Taco Town cruise. You know. Man, that was crazy. My actually my first house, bro, that I bought back back when I was seventeen. Um, I bought her in Taco Town. Really? Yeah. Just for that? No, no. Actually, I I was working in Baytown, and mm. and, and then uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, I saw the house in, in in Taco Town, and I bought it. And then uh, I lived there for a while. That's whenever, like I said, the Timberland was like at its peak there. Yeah. So man, I was jumping, man. Like you, it was really popping back then, for real. Like when you went, you you seen races. You seen like really good nice trucks. Well, at that time, really nice trucks. You seen girls. 
You know what I mean? You had oh, yeah. food. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was like... Yeah, you got a whole vibe there. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, you're going, like, Sunday, you know, you it still kind of pops a little bit, but now it's different. Now you go to, you know, they go to uh, the old realists. Yeah. They go from there, they go to bomb chills, and, but now it's a little different, you know. Now it's like the whole sideways deal, you know. Like, you go mm-hmm. in there, and they go in the pit, and the dude, they go sideways on it. Oh, got gotcha. you. Before, it was more about cruising, a little burnout, and, you know, and they go race. Yeah. You know, you go to Slick Willies and, you know, all the deal. And, you know, but now it's a little bit different. But Talk about the, uh, I know you've seen it. Many people have seen it. The TRX build, the single cab. The uh, one uh, the Nico one, built or yeah. the one that uh, Chewy built while I was building? Uh, Nico. Well, who built it first? Well, Nico finished the, fir- uh, for, uh, finished the first. Uh, he's the one that finished the first. and then But Chewy, I think Chewy has started on it. So I'm not sure who thought about the idea first or who, you know, but Nico's the one that finished the first. Mm. I haven't seen it in person yet. So I mean I really don't know the quality the quality of the build there. I mean oh, gotcha. pictures and videos it looks really nice. I haven't seen it in person too. You know how the frame got sectioned, how the frame got reinforced, you know the body work on the on the on the cab or on the doors stuff like that. So I haven't seen it in person honestly. So you know pictures and videos it looks great. Like I said, you know until you actually see it in person and that's whenever you start. Oh you know what this body line don't match that body line or yeah. you know, if that's the case you know. What about the other one? Chewy, it, I mean the one Chewy's building in the valley. Um, I haven't seen it in person either. Oh, I said I've seen it in videos and stuff like that. So, like I said, you know, I, I can't really judge a build and pictures, you know, based on pictures and videos. Yeah, because everything looks good in pictures and videos. <laughs> so at the end of the day, when I see it in person, I'll be like, hey, you know what? This body line ain't matching with that one. Or you see the where they welded it. They didn't, you know, they didn't weld it all the way or yeah. something like that. So, yeah, to me, you know, I got to see it in person so I can tell you my my true opinion about it. You know, but you know what? That is not right. That's not what I'll rock. Yeah, like I said you know, it looks badass in pictures and videos. You seen it like take off on a on a dig? Not in person. I seen it on the video. On the video, yeah. Man, I think launched. Oh yeah, that thing got some. They got some. Man, it launched like just. Yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah, so it, it, I can already imagine they're fast. You know, being a four door, and I can already imagine you know being a single cab. You know. Yeah. So I can already imagine how would, fast it is. Would you get a Would you get a single cab T-Rex yeah. or a Shelby? The Shelby um, F one fifty. The single cab. Man, that's a tough one, but definitely probably a Shelby, bro. Really? Yeah, just because I always been either a Ford guy or a Chevy guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I've never been, like, more of a Dodge guy, you know. But, I mean, I just feel like the TRX is just kind of looks like an older truck steel just by stuff added on it, you know. Mm-hmm. And Shelby looks a little bit more, a little bit more modern. So who do you think is doing it big right now, Ford, Chevy, or Dodge? It depends. And as far as trucks? It depends on what you want to do with it. So you want to tow, you want to show, or you want to go fast? Mm. Damn. Which one has everything? Man. <laughs> I want to say Dodge, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Dodge came out with a new one. It's called the uh, high output, uh, uh, you know, motor on it. The motor is badass. The transmission is trash. Oh. So it's kind of, but the interior on it is overall modern. You know, it's a big screen on it and stuff like that on it. Yeah. So. I think if I think if I get the Chevy transmission put on the Dodge, the Allison transmission on, it'll be yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think Dodge is probably taking the lead right now, bro. On uh, when it comes to like towing. Yeah. When it comes to like performance, man, I think uh, I think the T Rex are right now are hitting it just because the suspension it has on it. You can either you know we can either go off roading, you can go you know on the highway, mm. you can do that, and then. The Shelby is mainly highway, you know. You can't go and go to extreme yeah. with the Shelby. So that's true. I think Dodge is the one kind of taking the lead right now. 
What about the new Chevy? You heard about the new Chevy coming out? The, uh, the Ultimate? Z. No, it's like Z. Um, Z02? Something. No, Z7. No, not Z7. What the hell? Z something. It's supposed to be like competing with the TRX. Uh, it's like a yellow. Yeah, I think, I I think seen they it. had a concept of it already. I think I've seen a little small TikTok on it, but I, I haven't really kept up with that. Mm. One, would you would you drive a electric Lightning, the Ford? No. What do you think about like the electric trucks? I mean, I personally wouldn't want to want to rock one because at the end of the day, you know, I always been you know in you know and I gotta, I gotta hear the motor, you know. Like if yeah. I if I have a truck, you know, I better hear. It's on top of noise on it. <laughs> you know, it's like, like I would tell everybody, you'll never leave your little cut life, you know, because you always want to hear yeah. some type of noise, some type of rumble, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to, you kind of got But that go. one, you just like start and you want to hear nothing. Yeah. Like, it'd be quiet, quiet. And you just, you don't even know if it's on or not. Yeah, I mean, I drove a couple electrical cars and, man, they got some torque. I mean, they, they're fast. Yeah. Um, I drove a Tesla and, I mean, like I said, you know, he takes off fast, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. but the torque, yeah. I just know I just gotta kind of gotta hear you know like the motor you know like yeah. me, like I don't think I can I can go ahead and live with or oh, have an electric car an electric truck. Yeah. What are some future plans for Team Billet? I think you touched on it a little bit. If you can just elaborate a little bit more. I mean, my plans like I said for Team Billet is making it bigger. You know. Yeah. Uh, definitely, you know, I want to go overseas. So if I can open up a chapter in Japan, you know, or like yeah. Tokyo or somewhere somewhere over there, that'd be that'd be definitely the goal, man. But that's a, as far as that, you just keep, you know, keep on pushing it, you know, and, and like, you know, I said, I, like I said, you know, when we first started, you know, um, I got a lot of guides, you know, guidance from like OGs in the game that definitely I think if without, without them, I don't think, you know, Tim Billy would be where he's at right now. Yeah. What, uh, do you think the truck scene changed from when you started to what it is now? And also do you think YouTubers influenced a lot in the truck scene? Man, honestly, the truck scene has changed a lot, but I think it just has has gotten more competitive when it comes to the builds. Yeah, I don't think it changed for the bad. I think it just a lot of like, and it's me coming from me, because I don't consider myself an OG. You know, to me, an OG is one of the guys that started. You know, back in the day, you know, and you know, and um, they always tell me, you know, nah, it's because the truck scene's not was it's not what it was no more. You know, like you can come to a show and hang out and. At the end of the day, you kind of, kind of keep, got to keep up with it, bro. Like at the end of the day, you know the trucks, the the bills get harder, the, there's more money involved on them. So I think it, you know you kind of got to go with the flow. A lot of times mm-hmm. people, oh, uh, you know, I'm not a follower. You know, I don't follow the truck scene. You know, I do my own thing. When in reality, if you do your own thing, you kind of stand behind. You know, yeah. You kind of got to go what's what's popping. You know, the wave. Yeah, the wave on it, and yeah, definitely YouTubers, man. They this it's definitely a new a new era. You know, they they have a lot of. A lot of influence in the truck scene, and a lot, of, you know, nowadays, you know, if, if the YouTuber's gonna be there, a lot of people want to be there because of them, you know. Yeah. Well, to us, Team Blade wise, I guess we don't see them as that important because to us, you know, they're just YouTubers, you know. Mm. To me, like a YouTuber is not really a truck builder, you know. It's uh, they'll buy a truck because that's what the people like, you know. Got you. So to me, like, yeah, I, you know, I got I show respect to them, I show love to them, but to me, you know, like. I'll show more love to somebody that build a truck from ground up than somebody that you know just buy one just to do it a giveaway and stuff like that. So what if the, so what if somebody built a truck from ground up and was a YouTuber like they recorded because the only thing that makes different a YouTuber is their recording. Mm-hmm. So like let's say if you let's say if you um, endless right you recorded all of endless put on YouTube all every day or I mean, like every other day and that would make you. A YouTuber, you know. So pretty much, somebody that can build a truck from ground up with his ideas, you know, 
I can show mad respect to them. Oh, okay, got you. So, like I said, somebody that can build a truck and not just go ahead and go buy one or, oh, you know what, I want this on a truck and do this and do that, you know, like, okay, cool, but, you know, not that. Mm, got you, got you. Because really in reality, bro, and I hate to say this, a lot of YouTubers, they can't really sit there and tell you everything about the truck. Really? Oh, okay. Like, they all, like you tell them, hey, bro, what motor you got this? Oh, no, we got a 5.3. Okay, what cam you got on it? Oh, well, you know what? Oh, you know what? What transmission you got on it? Hey, you know what? Uh, what suspension you got on it? Hey, what shocks you got on it? Hey, what pinion angle do you got? You know, your rear end. They can't really sit there and explain to you, you know, oh, you know what? We mm-hmm. wrapped it with this parts and stuff like that. So I noticed a lot of YouTubers that really don't know what's in their truck, you know? Got you. Got you. So that's the only difference that I, that I you know, is between real builders and YouTubers that build trucks, you know? Another, another question. What? Do you think it costs more money to build a truck to hit eight seconds or to build a truck for SEMA? It's about the same thing, honestly. Really? Because, you know, to to build a truck for SEMA, I mean, you could do a regular basic truck and go to SEMA. It just depends who you know Yeah. to get in there. But to build an eight-second truck, I mean, easily you need a six and a turbo. You know, a fully built, you know, six and a turbo, and you're, you're hitting eight. So it depends how low of an eight you want. If you want like a low flat eight, then you're looking about you know fifty, sixty thousand dollars. If you're looking, you know, to go to SEMA with a fully frame build, you know, you're looking about one hundred fifty thousand. You know, mm-hmm. so it just depends on what level of a, of a SEMA you want to go to, and then what level of a eighth of a eighth of a second, you know, you want to go ahead and go. What about the risk? Is it more risky to build it for performance or for show? Because you have to remember when you build it for performance. You're going to break something. Like, you're never not going to break nothing. Even if you put the best parts on it. To, to me, like, you know, I've been in the racing game, and to me, it's not worth it. It's it's a fun. It's a, it's a bad sport. It's a funny game. Day. But if you're not really making money doing it, then you're really just throwing your money away. Yeah. On a short truck, I mean, your short truck is there. You know, you can easily turn around tomorrow and, you know, be like, hey, you know, it's time to make, build another one, sell it, get another one. You got your money there. On a race truck, you know, yeah, you can sell it but you're not going to get your money back out of it you know mm. and then you know you, you do a hit on it you blow the tranny that's two grand out the drain mm-hmm. and if you break your tranny you crack your block you collect the rear end and they go sixty thousand dollars you know yeah on a truck you know yeah you know everybody says, oh yeah you can somebody can rear end you from the back and you're done with the truck i mean it's, it's a risk as well but it's a less of a risk you know you take on a short truck than on a race truck yeah i've, I've always said that it's more money and more risk for the performance uh, Especially is. you're going. Some trucks hit 180. You know they'll they'll uh, they'll flag a 180, 200. And what if your chute don't deploy? That's your life. That's only you know that. what I'm saying. Yeah. So I feel like it's you have more to lose money wise, risk or right. You know, just a lot more. You know. No, yeah, definitely, man. Like I say, you know, racing racing things on it. And I know a lot of people that race. You know, and sometimes I see the races that do like oh a thousand dollars, like. Like I'm not gonna pay. I ain't gonna raise my shit for a thousand dollars, you know. Nah, but they. You see some people race for like ten bands. No, no, yeah, you got some, we got some real racers. You know, they're like ten grand. You know, you know, it'd be a thirty thousand dollar pot or forty thousand yeah. dollar pot. But when I see like somebody race for like a thousand dollars, I'm like, bro, like your your transmission's worth five grand. You know, yeah, your motor's worth about forty thousand. You know, like I don't even turn my shit on for that much. Yeah, damn. <laughs> you know I'm saying, you know, you. That's that just me, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, you know, a lot of times right now it's. It's more about bragging rights. Well, I got the fastest truck. Yeah. Well, I got the fastest, you know, time. Well, I got the fastest, you know, this, you know. That's, to me, that's what it is about right now. So, you said you've been in the truck scene. I mean, in the in the performance scene. Who do you think is really, like, killing it right now in the as far as, the, like, performance? 
Man. On the gas, crawfish, you have Pasadena Speed, Flaco Performance been around for a while. And since like 08, you know, 06. I, I think, I mean, Flaco's an OG, bro. At the end of the day, you know, he can sit there and build it. You know, if we got to compete with somebody, he'll build a truck and beat anybody. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day. You remember when he raced them? Sorry to cut you up. Remember when he raced the spike? Yeah. You know, at the HPT? Mm-hmm, yeah. That was crazy. So I feel like, you know, Flaco can build a truck. And he can go ahead and build it and beat anybody he wants because he's tuning it himself. Yeah. He can go ahead and adjust the tune on it. You know, on the gas, you know, they don't tune their own trucks. Yeah. So, like, you know, they have to have a tuner there. So, and, you know, if something goes wrong with their truck, they're done. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, to me, you know, Flacco's can sit there and go ahead and, you know, mess with his truck and go ahead and get it going on it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you know, Crofty is one of the fastest trucks, you know, four by four there is, you know. But honestly, you know, there's, um, uh, you got the guys from, uh, the uh, Baby King Ranch from uh, Velocity. Mm-hmm. Velocity has some pretty fast trucks, too. Yeah. Um, who else has some pretty fast trucks? And that guy, you know, from Velocity, too, he messes with his own truck, too. So, I mean, he can actually sit there and, and mess with it, too. Like that. A lot of times, just check the data and everything. Check the data on it. So, yeah. that's what makes a lot, of, a lot of the rural races out there, you know, that mess with their own trucks that can actually get them out there and get them going, you know? Yeah. Uh, who else is pretty fast out there? Uh, Houston Street Monsters, you know, uh, with the... Uh, well, actually, wasn't uh, he has the little OJ, the orange one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got uh, Manuel with the uh, Gator, which I don't, I don't think belongs to him, but he belongs to one of his customers. Yeah. And uh, those are one of the you know fastest street trucks there is right now. Down in the valley, man. I don't know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, based on what I saw this weekend, you know, I mean, I didn't see too much, too many fast trucks out there. But like I said, you know, not a whole lot of people came out to race because of the weather. But I mean, there is some fast trucks down there. Spike represent hard though back then, remember? Oh yeah, yeah. Like he was, yeah. Back in the days, man, you know, you had, uh, you know, he had Spike. He had um, what was the other guys from like, aggressive levels? You had, yeah. you know, you had different. A lot of people from the valley that were they were hitting it hard, and you got the guy, uh, Joker with the uh, twin turbo, yeah, twos. I mean, there was a lot of people down the valley, and, and I think they're still raising out there, but they don't really come out as much anymore. Yeah, and I'm assuming too it has to do with you know with the bedding and the pots and stuff like that too. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna bring a two hundred thousand dollar race <laughs> for a fucking thousand dollar race, you know? yeah. Man, when I when whenever so like I told you before, I I seen uh, Flaco when and I said this in pretty much all my podcasts that I have people with trucks and stuff and the truck scene is that man he, that wasn't even a thing like turbos you know like it was it was a um, it was nitrous back in the nitrous days. or all motor yeah. and then um but it's awesome to see like it's awesome to see like people like how how so it's changed yeah so, yeah the levels of it. Yeah, like, exactly. like he said, he was like twelve hundred horsepower. I mean, twenty five hundred on the Mona Lisa. I was like, damn, crazy. It was crazy, bro. crazy, crazy. But yeah, I remember back then, you know, Flaco had. I don't know if you remember the Hay Holler. You remember Little yeah. Sis? Hey, hey Holler. Yeah, Hey uh, Little Sis was like, I he was trying to hit two hundred on the on the mile. Remember? Yeah. And he was breaking like one ninety nine or something yeah. like that. And uh, but I remember his dad because like I used to go to his house and he bought his dad a Cyclone. The S10. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember or if you knew, but I don't know if I seen. It. I don't know if it was a black one or it was a or it was a. Um, I think it was a black one. Yeah, he bought him like a, a C10 and then um, I mean a C10 S10 and uh, yeah man, it was it was it's awesome to see how like he progressed. I remember he like when he first started tuning out of his house, it was like a not a rundown house, but he needed a lot of work. Yeah, you know, a blue one, and then he went off of a strawberry over there, a strawberry road. Yeah, yeah, you're right by, by by Spencer. Yeah, Spen- yeah, 
And uh, yeah, it was yeah, awesome. He's one uh, actually definitely uh, OG. Yeah, sure. and, shout out to endless, him. endless. Uh, what's it called? Uh, the first story that got to me was by him, and then I when every kind of started getting kind of popular, he was like really didn't answer nobody's phone yep. calls, texts. Yeah. So I ended up switching the tune with the KSP, and then KSP is the one that that got you know got a tune right now. So right now I don't know if I'm gonna go back to KSP or I'm gonna let a uh, Boostic Fab go and not mess with the tune. So yeah, depending on who's who's available. Right. You have any more anything to? Maybe get off your chest. We, we, I asked you a lot of questions, right? <laughs> no, should we go, man? Like I said, they, you know, I have I a couple more questions for to wrap it up, but anything no, else? No, I mean, actually, no, we, I know we've been trying to go and link up for a while, and, and yeah, you know, and I uh, appreciate the invite, you know, and it's um, like I said, you know, I follow your podcast, you know, this is a while back, and yeah, you know, I'm kind of glad, you know, finally decided to you know, go ahead and link up and make the time for it. What did you, what do you, what do you, what did you think about it? It's pretty cool, man. Like I said, it's my first, po- you know, podcast ever, you know, and. and I, I get invited to a lot of them, but I just like, man, bro, like I work a lot, you know. And then yeah. when I'm not working, I'm doing my side hustle, and when I'm not doing my side hustle, I'm doing my other side hustle. Yeah. And so, I'm officially gonna dedicate this podcast just to the truck scene. Badass, man. I'm not doing, um, yeah, maybe a small business here and there. I mean, a, a business, but it's mostly gonna be the truck scene. Gotcha. I'm not doing like what I used to do, you know. So I used to do like tattoo people. That's like ev- like everybody on that podcast is. I have like I learned a lot, and I'm honored to have him on the podcast. But I feel like I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna kill the truck scene with the podcast. You know, but as man, it's it's kind of cool. You know, bringing people that that have been in the game for a long time, or yep. people that are actually on the game right now, or new to the game. Mm-hmm. So you know, so that way they're if they're not sure of something, they can actually get you know guided through your podcast, you know, yep. or, or, you know, hey, you know, I saw this guy on podcast, I'm going to hit him up, and you know what, hey, what do you think about this, bro, or how can I help you, or how can you help me, you know, get better, and stuff like that, you mm-hmm. know, it's, just, it's, it's a pretty uh, badass, you know, line of communication, you know, that you're, you're opening up. Yeah. What do you think of, what do you have to say to the youth out there? You know, maybe they're in high school, maybe they just got a high school, and they want to build a truck. Man, I'm going to tell them, like I tell everybody, you know, and that's, and that's something that I didn't follow, that I wish I would have followed, you know, get a degree. You know, yeah, get you a truck and, you know, catch your job, you know, and put a little bit of money on it. But get you a degree, you know, and go to, you know, go. If you don't want to be like a lawyer or a doctor, you know, just work in the refineries, you know, work in the oil field, you know, work in the medical field. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, you can have a job. You always want to get a job that generates, that's always going to generate money. Like if you need to become a nurse, you know, there's always somebody that can be sick, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you want to get a job that, that is always going to generate money. And that money is pretty much put in back in your truck. But if you build your truck, you know, and then, you know, you don't have actually a degree, you know, you're always going to be kind of fighting for that job, you know, or or try to find a career that that's always going to be money on it, you know, you know, something that's always going to be work there. Mm-hmm. And that's to me, that's that's probably the, the best um, advice that I can give to like the, the younger, the younger trucks, you know, hey, right. get your degree or get you a job that's going to generate money or start your own company, you know, like a lot of people, I know a lot of cats, you know, that. That started like 19 year olds, you know, started their own plumbing company, their own welding company. And man, right now they they got, you know, 30, 40 employees. Nice. So I just, I always tell everybody, hey, you know, get you something that's stable on it. Somebody, you know, something that you can get your money, you know, revenue coming in. So that way later on you're going to be struggling about, you know, about a job and you still got to be worried about your truck. Because what happens a lot of times in the truck scene, man, you know, somebody gets a truck, builds it badass, gets a girl pregnant and sells the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happens to a lot of my guys, you know, that's a lot of the Timberly guys that you know they oh the beginning. They, you know, they'll get a girl pregnant. Hey, bro, I'm gonna sell my truck and I'm gonna get a house. Yeah, start a family in this. Yeah, like, uh, like my boy, go ahead and get you, you know, do everything and still keep your truck. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of times you can't do it because you only got a certain amount of income coming in, so mm-hmm. you have to get rid of stuff. So I also tell about the young crowd, hey, 
get you a good job first before you decide to go ahead and get somebody pregnant or get married because <laughs> then you got to get rid of your shit, you know? Yeah. You feel like they'll plateau? Like, let's say if, they're, let's say if they work at, you know, a job that pays them maybe 500 bucks a week, you know, and then so they're only dedicated so much money to their truck or build, right? So, like, they'll eventually plateau and they might be like, man, I have to save this many months to buy this versus yeah. if they have... Rather, if they focus on their career first or something that they want to do that they get yeah, passionate it, about, yo, and then they bring more income. Yeah, it definitely, you know, it works a lot better, man. Because I think they, I think they, you know, if you're gonna work at, you know, at, um, let's say we're gonna, you know, work in a refinery, and you're gonna be making probably like twelve hundred bucks, fifteen hundred bucks a week, you know, mm-hmm. and then you know, eight hundred goes goes to your bills, and then the rest goes to your truck. But then now you're like, damn, now I gotta wait next week to go ahead and give me more. But now yeah. if you're making twenty five hundred dollars a week. A thousand goes to your truck, and fifteen hundred goes to your bills, and you're still good. Yeah, yeah. Nice, man. Well, like, appreciate you having. I appreciate you coming to the podcast. Um, a couple last questions. What if you can go back for like five years? What would advice would you give yourself? Definitely, if I can go back in, don't take don't take Agnes apart. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I would not take the truck apart. Uh, that'd be one of the the biggest things, like I said, you know, just so much money that got thrown away, you know, by by not not by doing that. Second, man, I think I would definitely go ahead and make better choices, you know, with uh, with my friends. I lost some good friends over over the time, over over you know, bullshit you can say. Mm. So definitely, I can go back and and try to fix that thing, you know, because I know I lost some good friends that you know I can definitely say I'll probably never get again. Wow, and and over over business, you know that I should have never done with them. But at the end of the day, you know that's how it went down, and and that's what it is. So definitely go back and not do the business with them, so that I can still have their friendship. You know. Oh, I got you. So let's say if they're watching the podcast, is there something that you would say to them, or like you know? No, maybe? I mean it's it's kind of one of those deals. Like I, I was I was lived by this, and I will always live by this. You know what's what happened in the past is in the past, and I don't go back to it. Got you. And it's one. It's a lot of times. It kind of hurts people because you don't go back and try to fix things. But at the same time, you know, uh, it's one of those deals that, to me, I always move forward. Yeah. I always move forward, and I never, you know, what happened happened, and it is what it is. And, and you know, keep doing, you know, you know, do your thing. Got you. And what do you have to tell maybe um, a fan that's watching you, the team member, um, anyone that's watching the podcast, that camera? Pretty much, man. You say, you know, be yourself, do your thing. And at the end of the day, you know, like if you feel like, you know, you're not keeping up with the rest of the crowd, you know, the rest of the, you know, the rest of the waves or the rest of the trucking, you know, don't feel like, you know, you're not doing your thing. You know, it always, it's always going to be your time. You know, you just got to, got to wait on it. A lot of times, you know, you feel like, man, I just feel like I'm not moving forward. You know, at the same time, you know, it's just maybe not your time. You know, take your time doing your stuff. Don't rush things. At the end of the day, you know, whenever you rush things, a lot of times things don't come out the way it's supposed to come out, you know? Oh, yeah. Especially when you're building a truck. Especially when you're building a truck, especially <laughs> whenever you're doing life and stuff like that, you know, yeah. try not to rush anything because at the end of the day, you know, it's one of those deals that that if you rush things, they don't come out the way it's supposed to Yeah. Nice. Well, like I said, um, appreciate you coming to the podcast. It was a really good time. I think we're like two hours in. It doesn't seem like it, but we are. Um, I appreciate the invite, man. Like you know, you know, uh, like I said, we try to link up a couple of times, and it's just you know, we're based to work, traveling, right. and, and you know, like I said, you know, everything else, all the shows, and it was kind of hard, but you know, thankfully we finally made it happen. And like I said, appreciate you for, for having us and learn a little bit about you know about us. Awesome. Hey, well, thank you for tuning in to Go Hard Podcast. Make sure you check out Del Carlos on uh, IG, TikTok, and are you on YouTube? Or no, not? no, I'm not okay. on YouTube. I'm sorry, yeah, and uh, F- Facebook, right? 
No, no Facebook either. Oh, so IG and TikTok. IG and TikTok only. IG and TikTok. Make sure you follow Team Billet on IG and TikTok. And yeah, subscribe to Go Hard Podcast, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, Apple. Uh, we're pretty much on all the audio platforms. And thank you again. Peace. Peace.